You're about to listen to Tadpog. Tyler and Dave play old games. It's a comedy video game podcast. We would like to stress that the hosts are not experts and are really just very crass commentators. Seriously, this is an explicit podcast that happens to talk about video games sometimes. So please enjoy this pretty okay podcast with Tyler and Dave. Hello, Internet. Hey. Hey. Welcome. It's good to see you. It's good to see you. Yeah. Are you talking to me or the Internet? You you and the Internet. Yeah. It's good to see Thanks, both man. of you. Yeah. Just me. I brought my friend the Internet along. I hope you don't mind. Oh, cool. Yeah. Another. I have plenty of seats. Yeah. Yeah. The Internet has three seats that it can choose from. <laughs> <laughs> Here on the Holland deck. Well, this is Tadpock. Tyler and Dave play old games. So right now... We played through plenty of old games, but right now we have a list. It's a dark god of our own creation called the Randomizer. Yeah. That randomly picks games from Wikipedia's list of Super Nintendo games, and we play those for the most part. Yeah. Every now and then we give ourselves a little break. Sometimes they go. Sometimes the list is just like, no, I'm going to give you the same game like six times in a row. And then we're like, all right, we're going to take matters in our own hands. Yeah. yeah. I like your idea, though, to do like, um, if it's a game that we're interested in, like doing like a ROM hack of mm-hmm. that game or something like that. Yeah, like we pull No Escape again. Like, yeah, yeah. then absolutely. Yeah. I want to see what Ray Liotta <laughs> ROM hacks there are. Today we're going to talk about Ray Liotta's Ambition, the Koei strategy <laughs> game that puts Ray Liotta in the late 1500s uh, feudal Japan, post feudal Japan. Ray Liotoms. What's up there? <laughs> <laughs> So what are we? So yeah, what are we talking about today? So today, okay, uh, today's a, I guess it's a special day. It's, it's special Labor day. day. It's Labor Day. Is that what you mean by that? Or no, but you're right. It is. It's Labor Day. I mean, we're for us, Labor Day. Us in the past. Yep. So I'm a just a just a tired boy. Yeah, is what you, I am. You look a little yeah tired. Don't don't really know why. It's just one of those days. Um, but. We today we'll be talking about Nobunaga's no, revenge. Nobunaga's Nobunaga's Naga, revenge, like the monster Naga, Slither, uh, Slither, Nobunaga. Like if Nobuimatsu were a Naga. Yep. Okay. Nobunaga nailed Nobunaga. it. Yep. Nobunaga's Nobunaga's revenge. Ambition. Why did I say revenge? I don't know. Okay. No, but not because I guess I'm used to somebody's name revenge, revenge. more than I am their ambition. ambition. Amb- it's an odd title, no, isn't but it? No, ambition. Like especially like when this game came out, 1993 for the Super Nintendo. But like I think originally it was like 1988. I remember seeing that in the title screen. Yeah, but like Joy. what a what like what a weird name, right? Because you know, like if your market is children generally on like a console, <laughs> you know, like yeah. the Super Nintendo especially, like Nobunaga's ambition, mm-hmm. like. I wouldn't have been able to remember that name. Like, I'm 38, and it takes me some a (laughs) little bit. Nobunata's Revenge. The what? Oh shit! Hold on. (laughs) No, I think I, uh, I think I'd rather play this game that sounds fun. Uh, Yoshi's Island. Yoshi's Island. (laughs) Uh, It has that dinosaur that I like in it, and also an island. (laughs) Two things that I know what they are. I know he does (laughs) like to be on islands. I look forward to his experience. Yeah. They should have put him in like um, they should have hidden him in Animal Crossing. Yes, because please. they're all on they're all islands. See, one that, of those that islands. Been great, 
Because you can go to random islands, right? Yeah. One of those islands should have been Yoshi's Island. Mm-hmm. Maybe one day. One day. The year of Yoshi. Ah. Maybe we'll do that. What is that? This is the 25th anniversary? Yeah. Something? Yeah. Now it is. Um, did you see the stuff that they're coming out with? Uh-uh. Like a fucking Battle Royale Super Mario Brothers? Like, fuck yes, man. I'm all about that. Like mm-hmm. NES style. Um, it looks like they're taking stuff from Tetris 99. I don't know. Did you play that when it, when it came out? I did not. Which was like Tetris Battle Royale. But it looks like they're uh, taking stuff like from that uh, and putting it into the Super Mario Brothers Battle Royale. Hmm. It's fucking sweet, man. Okay. And then they're doing, of course, the um, Super Mario 3D All-Stars, hmm. which I'm probably... I'm, I flip-flop on because at first I'm like, I don't need to buy that because... I prefer 2D Mario games anyway. Yes, please. But then it's a limited release, so and it's a Nintendo game, so it's like, fuck, man, I should probably just buy a physical copy just because I have a feeling that since it's a limited release that it's and it's a Nintendo game that it'll be worth more. In no, a, absolutely in a few years. it will be. Yeah. But but then again, I don't know because also like with digital, you know, digital distribution and stuff like that, I don't know how that fucks with um, price and all that oh, aftermarket. Well, yeah, I bet it wouldn't be as much because you have a way to play it. But yeah, it's the novelty of a physical thing you're playing sure. for at that point. Plus, it's a collection, and maybe that would make it not worth it. I guess my point is, I don't want to replay a lot of these games because it's <laughs> like, I mean, Super Mario sixty four is is great. Mm-hmm. I like it a lot, but it's like I've played it twice. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I don't have the nostalgia for it like I do the 2D versions. That that nostalgia keeps bringing me back. Cuz I've seen everybody complaining online that it looks doesn't look it looks better but not as good as it should. Yeah, they just I mean they upscaled the resolution, yeah. but that that's all that they did to it. Which I don't know, man. I'm good with that. Like sometimes I don't want it to be different, you know? Yeah. Like sometimes it's nice to just be like you know what would have been perfect is if they would have given two versions of each, where it's like, this is a true like remaster, mm-hmm. and then here's the original version that was upscaled. Like I feel like that's a nice, like you can toggle it on and off. Mm-hmm. I feel like that would be a a better value proposition than just, you know, here are the games. Yeah. Ported. Or I've read that they're actually emulated even. So that's also kind of a, yeah. a bummer. Yeah. <laughs> <coughs> So you don't want to see Mario 64 release, remastered across five Nintendo cartridges, all of Final Fantasy VII. Uh, actually, that the novelty of having five cartridges, like the novelty of having to switch out a cartridge in, while playing Mario 64 yep. is actually very appealing to me. <laughs> <laughs> but inevitably, it would be like the multi-disc. Like, I remember... The Final Fantasy multi-disc games, like I remember in high school, being like, "Yeah," (laughs) Yeah. because it's like, first of all, I don't know if it's gonna work when I put the the next disc in, you know. Second of all, in four months, I don't know that all four of these CDs are going to be in this case. So I'm gonna get to be like, "Okay, all right, it's time to fight Sephiroth." Shit, let me look through all of my PlayStation cases to try to find this. Try to find this four. Yeah. Yeah. So what have you been up to since we ate some uh, Carolina Reaper peppers oh, three days ago? Ugh. I don't. I don't know what the Reapers were. The Reapers the worst thing we ate on the video that will be 
coming out on Patreon? Not no. Not for you personally. Not for me personally. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I thought so. <laughs> Those naughty quail eggs. They were not what I thought they were gonna be. They were gross. I guess I guess I thought, yeah, it was gonna be like a, a gelatinous tray. It looks shiny. Looks like a ball of jello. They look like those sour plums, kind of that we ate like years ago oh, yeah, on the yeah. show. But no, they were they were quail eggs. They were like <laughs> hard boiled quail eggs oh. with I don't know what that dark dark with dark brown shellac <laughs> was on it. Yeah, that veneer, that flavor, that flavor seal. I don't know what that was, uh, but it was gross. Um, I'm going to be editing that together soonish for Patreon. I say, not... <clears throat> I say soonish because like the camera that we used while we were recording died twice, and then we for no reason for pretty Could much not find what yeah it was. no reason. And then so I think what I want I want to I've been wanting to buy a camera for a while. I think I'm maybe going to get to that sooner than later. Yeah. Um, I was gonna like do a whole bunch of shit with my NES and get it modded for RGB and stuff, but I might put that off and get a camera instead because that was just so frustrating on Friday. Yeah. Just worrying about, is it working? Is it going to die again? That kind of deal. Yeah. So that's a long way of me saying that, like, I'm going to take my time on editing this because it's going to take a little bit of time to, like, piece everything together. Absolutely. Then we had to switch, like, Melissa's phone after yeah. that second time it died. Yeah. It's like, all right, we don't know what's going yeah. on. Yeah, yeah. So... I guess the news is that we do have a Patreon thing that mm-hmm. we are a very good working Patreon on. thing. Yeah, at least the end. I feel confident that the end is very good. Yeah, the rest of it, I don't know. I feel like <laughs> is I, I feel like when people watch it, they're going to be like, "All right, eat the Carolina Reapers." Yeah, all right, yeah, right. Eat the Reapers. Yeah. Eat the Reapers. No Ryan Seacrest. We don't need another backstory. <laughs> Come on, go ahead. And... Yeah, exactly. But I don't know. We'll see. Um. And also in Adventures of Hardware Failure, um, not only with that camera, but uh, yesterday I was playing Nobunaga's Ambition before the Twitch stream because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, sp- I, I put some time in on this game. I'm going to go ahead and play my hand and say that I think that this is a good game that, I, that yeah. is not for everybody, yep. and that might also include me. It may not be for me, mm-hmm. um, but... But anyway, so I played the game a lot because I enjoyed it, and I wanted to. Honestly, a lot of the thing is like just learning how to play the game. Once you once you learned it, then and I still don't feel like I've learned. You know what I yeah. mean? Like there, I'm still learning things about the game, and it's like I've probably put like no exaggeration, at least twelve hours into it, mm. and I don't feel like I know how to play it. Yeah, optimally, you know what I mean? Like I don't feel like I know like how to make the best decisions. <laughs> What's weird is like. I know how to, I feel like I know how to optimize the decisions that I've made, the poor decisions that I've made, but I don't know how to tell, like, when is the right thing to do, to do yeah. stuff. Should I just go ahead and borrow money for no reason? Right. I the money. Should I Should attack I the another country? I don't know. Yeah. But anyway, I was playing for so long that I was, uh, I smelled that fucking smell that anybody who um, has spent any time around hardware at all fucking dreads Ooh. the smell. It was the Ooh. electrical smoke smell. Yeah. And it's like, what the fuck? Where's that coming from? So I smelled the vent. Uh, you know, I was like, is something coming out of the vent? No. I left the office where I was playing uh, and didn't smell it out of there. So it's like, fuck, it's definitely in this room somewhere. Which piece of my hardware has failed or is about to fail? And I couldn't find, as I'm investigating, I couldn't find anything. And then I hear like a pop. 
and a spark shoots out of the back of my monitor, or the top of my monitor, uh, and then oh. smoke just starts coming out of it. So it's like that. So that that's a dead that's boy. That's why you only had okay. Yeah, I streamed with one one display last night, and uh, it was honestly kind of fun mm-hmm. because I couldn't see myself on the. I normally can see myself when I stream on the second monitor. I couldn't see myself, so it was kind of freeing, freeing yeah. a little bit, you know, because <laughs> it was just like, well, I don't know. I don't know how this looks. I'm just going to have to assume that everything looks and sounds okay. Mm-hmm. Mm. Other than, uh, than a work. That's, uh, that's about it. That's all, I, that's all I did. I beat Borderlands 3 last night. You did? Nice. I beat the main game. So now on to Rogue Legacy 2 or? Well, one, I still have two DLCs and some after, you know, just some, some post-game content to get through. But reading up on Rogue Legacy 2 because I was very excited, then, oh, no, it's it's in beta. There's a, or early it's, access. It's early access. I meant so to tell you a, that. There's about two hours of content maybe. Yeah. I so. meant to tell you on Friday – that when we were doing, but then we ate that super hot pepper and I forgot everything. Yeah. But I meant to tell you that I had heard the besties covered it um, and they liked it, but they also said that it is like absolutely nowhere near done, done, you know? Mm-hmm. Like they said that like there's a room that you can, that you go to and it's essentially just like, we're not done here yet. <laughs> <laughs> so. I don't understand why release it. I don't. Probably they need money. Is my guess. More money to yeah. finish it. So my guess is that seller. I think it's Seller Door who does it. Mm-hmm. Like uh, my guess is they probably could could use those funds to continue development. Mm. Okay. But that's just a guess. Yeah. I don't. I don't know. Or maybe they just want to. I don't know. It's kind of like early access and Kickstarter. That's all like the new pre order model. Yeah. So I mean, maybe it's that too. So I don't know if I'll just wait. Yeah. Or I don't know, maybe if they if they need the money, go ahead and buy it now and just Support not it. really play it. Yeah. Yeah. Or I mean, yeah, I don't know. I was disappointed with what I with with what I heard. Yeah. Yeah. And so I was like, I don't want to get really into it and then oh I'm out of game. There's yeah. nothing really to do for however many months. Like Yeah, but I mean on the bright side, if you do it, it's probably just gonna make you better at the game, you know, <laughs> like and, yeah. and you might enjoy it. I don't know. But Borderlands, um, there's like a little twist I didn't see coming, you know, toward the end. Yeah. I was like, okay, good job. Shit, I was actually playing Borderlands 4 the entire (laughs) time. The entire time, time? wow. (laughs) Borderlands 3 coming out, 2024. (laughs) (laughs) So it's, that is the kind of thing Gearbox would do, isn't it? Go back. All sorts of references to it, and then they released the fourth one. So, um, I did not care for the last boss. The whole oh, in Borderlands, Borderlands, four. Boy, Borderlands Four. <laughs> I was not. It wasn't what I expected. I expected something bigger and grander, anyway. Yeah, and just the structure of it. And of course, you know, I did that. I made the mistake DLC first, so it was just. And it has. I like it. Okay, if I'm so powerful, I can roll up and just kill it easily. Cool. What I do hate are immunity segments that some of the bosses will have or yeah. you're firing away and then suddenly immune, immune, immune. Okay. Let me stand here and see whatever it's gonna do, whatever form yeah. or recovery or some weird shit it's gonna do. Yeah. That's so, like that reminds me of like the Hell House fight in Final Fantasy Seven remake. Cause it's like that oh, is really? constantly what that that's boss battle is all about that. Where it's like pretty much 
every time you hit it, it shifts immunity. Um, or it's oh, also on the timer. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, it's just straight up just like... And and honestly, like in the remake, it's it, it kind of made me a little upset because it's not... It's not turn-based, which is fine. That's fine. I don't have a problem with that. But what sucks about it is I'm not – I'm better with turn-based than I am with, like, mm-hmm. real-time, like, dealing with the camera while trying to, like, input commands while I'm being decimated, yeah. you know? Uh, but that's kind of what that's kind of what it, that reminds me of. So that's, like, what the Borderlands 3 boss fight is like? Uh Except but it's also on a timer, or I guess it's how much damage you can do in that phase, and the phase – the immunity is on a timer, yeah. or even or a certain um, amount of damage you can do. Like they limited how much damage you could do to each each phase, which I think is fucking dumb. Gotcha. So like each phase has its own health bar, essentially. Yeah, because like I rolled up on it full health. You see its health bar. Like I've got my uber powered shotgun. Go right up, and I've spec to do more damage the closer I get to an enemy. So I go up and just black four hits with my shotgun and it's it's a melee oh, shotgun pretty much <laughs> point you took all the point blank feats <laughs> <laughs> and then of course immunity phase all right well it falls over and there's a little mark up its back so i have to climb up its back to the back of her head and then shoot you know do more damage and then the phase is over but no 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 you know, it caps out your damage so i crawl up there shoot Immunity, immunity. Okay, so that's all a, the damage i can do was one to shot guns. yep now <laughs> did huge damage now it's immune so then I climb off and wait about twenty seconds for it to get back up and do that cycle like three times. That's like probably just, made more frustrating because you know how powerful you are. Yep. <laughs> like you like, know what I mean. I'm ready like, to go to the in, the content that scales to my level, please. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. So I mean, I was I like the 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 story, the ending, all all good, very happy. Just that last fight, I didn't care for. Uh, I'm ready to go into the DLCs and the the post game content, and then, all right. I think they're going to continue doing stuff for a little while on it, though. They That's talked cool. about it like being a very long process, like it would almost go to the release. Like they were going to keep doing little things, Borderlands Three. Nice, the release so. of the next game. Yep, cool. Yeah, that that's great. Uh, I I wish I could get into it. I just I don't know. Uh, it just isn't for me. It's one of those. It's yeah. just not for me. First person shooters in general. Like really aren't for me anymore. Oh really? Like. Yeah, yeah, man. Oh, gotta love good. A good first person shooter is just it's like chocolate to me. Like sometimes that's just what I gotta have. That's yeah, fun. yeah. I man, I used to be in them like deep, you know, deep, deep. But I don't know. I think I don't know. I, I think a lot of it had to do with like. Just keeping up with the computer hardware is like a thing, uh, and it's true. like playing first-person shooters like with a controller on like the PlayStation is just like I'm never gonna be good at this, like never, never, never. Because I played Apex Legends on the PlayStation for a minute, and it's like, man, this is a fun game that I will never be good at because it's like I can't <laughs> hit anything, man. So yeah, I need a mouse and keyboard, and even who knows? It's been so long, you know. I could probably hang with like Wolfenstein. 3D, not the new <laughs> Wolfenstein games. <laughs> Which I've always wanted to do those too. I just haven't. Uh, I played the first Wolfenstein, the new first new Wolfenstein. Yeah. It was good. Yeah, it was cool. I I played a little bit of the original Doom remake. Um, that was less for me, honestly. I know people loved it, um, but it was less for me than Wolfenstein was. But I have more nostalgia for Wolfenstein because yeah. I played, played way that, more like, of that yeah, as a kid good. than I did Doom. Yeah. Uh, what have you been up to? 
Uh, you know, just doing the weekend stuff. Um, I broke a tooth this weekend. Oh, it was the same night that we ate the Carolina Reaper. Yeah, it was Friday night was a rough night. Um, but the weird thing about it is I was eating, uh, some pork rinds, Mm -hmm. love pork rinds. I was eating some pork rinds and, um, I felt a crunch. Right. And I was like, what the fuck? So I like, like a thunderous crunch in your head. No, I didn't even, I didn't even feel the tooth break. So Mm. I think, honestly, I think this tooth has been fractured for a very, very long time. Um, And then it just kind of gave up the will. I have to go to a dentist, obviously, and have him tell me what the, Eh, what the reality of it is. But yeah, it just kind of came out. um, Cause this is like the tooth that would sometimes bother me. Like if I drank something with carbonation, like I would feel like, yeah. So it's broken now, but like the weird thing is, didn't hurt at all. I thought that there was like some like hard thing in the pork rinds because I'm eating it in the dark because I'm clearly <laughs> winning. <laughs> <laughs> I'm playing Nobunaga's ambition and eating pork rinds. And I, then, I loved eating the flayed remnants yeah. of of, <laughs> of swine. Of swine. So they can't see my sin in the dark. <laughs> You yeah. can't see me eat your flesh, pigs. <laughs> I am in the dark. In reality, it was because I like to play games in the dark, typically. <laughs> I'm hiding from God. <laughs> yeah, well, always. <laughs> always. Uh, see that guy? They call him the God Cockroach. <laughs> um, but man, like the only time I play games with the lights on is essentially when I'm streaming. Like If I could somehow stream in the dark and people will still see me, like maybe I should give out like... Of night vision goggles or yeah. shit. Another way in which we're the opposite. Like I want full bright ass overhead light. Really like it drives Melissa crazy. Melissa's like you. She's like all dark all the time. Yeah, immersion. I'm right? like no. If I'm right in something, like if yeah, if I'm playing a game like that, like Borderlands Three, I can sit there and play yeah. in the dark. But if I'm just no, like, I need to be an immersed or watching TV. Like I want everything bright around me. I need to be immersed in 1567 <laughs> map of Japan. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> Man, those numbers look so real. Uh, yeah, oh my God. They're certainly not imaginary. <laughs> Math jokes. <that's> <laughs> so I was eating this pork, these pork rinds, and then it was like, you know how sometimes when you're eating like a hamburger and you get like a bit of like, I assume bone or something, mm-hmm. and it's like, you know, it's that tiny little thing. That's kind of what this felt like. And I was like, I remember the, thinking. Or Willie Picton victim. Right, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. a that's a piggy palace. Piggy palace, deep cut. Um, so it's like I thought I was like I gotta remember to tell Nikki in the morning to not buy these pork rinds again <laughs> because I'm pretty sure somehow a bone got in here, <laughs> and so I set the bone. That's a deep flaying. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I set the bone on my desk and continued to eat. And then I'm write a letter about this. Yeah, right. <laughs> but first, uh, attack this country's <laughs> neighboring country. So it's like, yeah, I finished. I I finished the pork rinds and set that bag on the desk. Played Nobunaga's ambition for probably like an hour more, and then I was like, I got to go to the bathroom. So like, I might as well throw away this bag and this bone on my way out. So I throw the bag away, and then I look at the bone, and I'm like. That's a tooth. <laughs> and I was like, and then I put, you know, put my tongue back there and I was like, there's a hole. 
So yeah, didn't hurt at all. But I, oh. it's one of those where I feel like that's probably gonna hurt in a little bit in a little while if I don't get on it. Yeah. I want. I guess I'll have to pull the whole thing. Maybe I don't know. I I I, don't, I hope not. But mm. it's a it's the back back molar. Yeah. Mm. You don't even need that one. Yeah, I noped out. Um, I know the last time I'm gonna have to go to a different dentist because the last time I went to a dentist um, and told him about the problem, no dentist has ever have, has been able to be like, oh yeah, here's the problem. Like they take the X-rays and they're like, you look good. We don't see any cavities or anything like that. It looks good. I don't know. I don't know to tell you. The last time they were like, "We're gonna send you to a specialist. You might need a root canal." And I was at that point, I was like, "Eh, never. I'm out. I'm gonna go back to my. Where's the other dentist that tells me everything's fine no matter what? <laughs> right? Yeah, exactly. I do have a doctor like that. And I love that doctor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're human. What do you want? Go. Right. Oh, it's fine. Yeah, it's cool. It's cool. Um. So other than that. I also was playing, man, I love a long weekend. I love a long weekend. Yeah. I was playing uh, for for once, finally, Parappa the Rapper. Oh, yeah. okay. I tried playing it a while back when we were going to do an episode with Rhythm Master Paul Korn, mm-hmm. a.k.a. Archivist Cute Butt Paul Korn. Uh, but like, I had to emulate it then, and it was like it didn't feel right. So I bought the um, the anniversary edition was on sale on PSN oh. for like seven bucks or whatever. So it's like, yeah, okay, That's cool. let me do it. And so I started playing it. And I was like, no, it was emulating it fine. This game is just like really fucking weird with the rhythms. Uh huh. <laughs> I'm stuck on this. I'm stuck on the cheap, cheap chicken stage where it is just like okay. I have gone like do YouTube and like typed in how to get past cheap, cheap chicken stage. Yep. <laughs> They all say there's something weird about it. Uh, they uh, well, what I found is like people just saying, "Yeah, I just hit it a little early," and it's like I don't want to do that. Mm. I feel like this is not a review of Parappa the the rapper. We'll have one eventually, but it's like I feel like I should hit the button right when Parappa's head is over mm-hmm. the the. How about I hit the button when I'm supposed to? How about that? How about that, chicken? <laughs> 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 you beef jerky. Yeah, it's uh, but yeah. Other than that. Man, what a delightful game. I think I remember just watching Shake get very frustrated at the Chop Chop Master Onion. Yeah, that's a getting yeah. into it is tough, right? Because, yeah. I mean, it is like that game requires fucking precision. It does. Which I is never wild. Good at it. Yeah. Because it's like, I guess I'm just used to like rock band and guitar hero where it's like very forgiving. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. I was rapping awful. Yeah. <laughs> nice. <laughs> uh, there's a World of Warcraft guild. I saw that. Yeah. That Dalton started. Yeah. yeah for yeah. Tadbog Nation. Uh, if anybody's interested, uh, I urge you to, if you play WoW and you want to hang out with other people who, who listen to Tadbog or part of the community and play WoW, um, it's the Tadbog Nation guild on Arathor. Uh, it's Horde side. And, um, Pretty much they're all organizing it in uh, the Tadpog Discord, which you can get to at bit.ly slash Tadpog Discord. So if that sounds interesting to you, there you go. Sounds good. Well, speaking of things that sound good. Yeah. Do you hear that, Dave? I I see you making the motion for me to pause the audio. Uh I was trying to give a good moment to pause the audio. (laughs) Of course I hear that. Butta 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 joins the bowl. <laughs> uh, it's a big train with cute yellow dogs 
with red gnome hats with a frog emblem on the front uh, that are leaving the station and uh, driving on to the next territory known as Dave Reads and Wikipedia. Is that what the soldiers look like? The soldiers? Oh, yeah. Parappa. Oh, Parappa. <laughs> I was like... The soldiers in Nobunaga's Revenge. Man, I wish they looked like gnomes. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like revenge is probably a more occurring noun in a video game title. Than ambition. Yeah. Of course I hear that. Which ushers in a segment (laughs) that we like to call uh, Dave Reads from Wikipedia. Okay, guys. Nobunaga's Ambition is a series of turn-based Grand strategy role-playing simulation video games. Uh, I don't know why. I don't know what makes it grand. Grand strategy? Grand strategy. Uh, is that what you call risk? The board game risk? Is that a grand Probably. strategy? Yeah, large in scope. Yeah. Uh, the original game was one of the first in its genre being released in March 1983. Good Lord. Even earlier than I thought. Uh, by the Japanese video game developer Koei. Uh, Nobunaga's ambition takes place during the Sengoku period of feudal Japan. Uh, The player is tasked with achieving the ultimate goal of warlord Oda Nobunaga, the conquest and unification of Japan. Uh, Selecting Oda is optional, however, uh, as the player is also able to choose from a variety of other regional daimyos of the time. Or Demeos, as the YouTube video I watched. Oh yeah, <laughs> Demeos, I like that. All these uh, these Demeos on the on Nobunaga's Revenge. Sir, would you like ketchup and mustard Ambition. on that? God damn nah, it. just the Mayos. Just the Mayos. <laughs> <laughs> How many Mayos you got, Wendy's? <laughs> what do you like on your grilled cheese? You know, I like the Demeo. I like some tomato. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. <laughs> Do you like the mayo, or are you a fan of Cool Whip? <laughs> Miracle, Miracle Whip? Yeah, that is the... Cool Whip's a different cool thing. Cool Whip's not fine on my sandwich. Yeah. That's fine. <laughs> I, don't, I don't fuck with either of those. I can... I, I will only eat Cool Whip on um, Jell-O. Like if I have some, but I don't yeah. out of my way for it. I don't like I don't, I don't like whipped cream really. I yeah. don't like I don't like Jello either. Yeah, yeah, not a fan. Just you know, I never crave it, but like Melissa and the kids love it. So we had so like we had so much of it in the house. Like as a kid, I think uh, that it is one of those that just burned out. And it's like every time I see it, and also at school, man, like you know the cafeteria, like they always had fucking green Jello, like non-stop like yeah. to the point where it's like i've had enough horse hooves i'm good you know <laughs> like <laughs> see i would love to just have green jello because in the hospital we can't serve red or purple jello because it might like interferes die with the, and dies. Yeah. yeah and that's what like what can we buy from our giant purveyors oh red here you go do you have anything else it's gonna take about six months. I guess we'll see what we can do. We'll see. We can. <laughs> we'll see if we can invent a different invent color. A different color. Close your eyes. You try to imagine a different color that's not red. The company's just owned by bulls. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I brought this, and they said it was red. <laughs> I thought we made blue. <laughs> <laughs> we we make different shades of light gray. <laughs> I think that's a I think that's a myth. 
Yeah, I think that's yeah. a myth about the red. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think MythBusters did that. I think. Oh, did they? yeah, because they put like the red stuff in the china shop. And yeah, stuff like that. yeah. Okay, I forgot about that. Mm. How many foods can you say that you have been truly burnt out on? Bologna, Jello, at least two. Is there a, <laughs> was there a cereal you ate a whole bunch of? Uh, well, there was uh, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle cereal that we bought that had bug eggs in it that uh-huh. hatched. Well, you so probably don't have to worry about that much anymore. Definitely burn out on that cereal. And bug eggs. That, how did you just? How did you find that out? Well, I was eating it in a bowl of cereal, and it was like, what is that? And it was it was a bug moving in there, and I was like, what the fuck? There's a bug in my cereal. So I told my mom, and she was like, yeah, don't eat that. And then like she looked in the box of cereal, and it's like, Yep, there are bugs in here, man. So we, she, I say we, she called whatever number was on the box, and uh, essentially they were like, yeah, we've gotten reports that there are insect eggs. And it's like, was a recall not even like a thing? In you just the hope early most 90s? people would eat it quick yeah, enough right. that you wouldn't notice. Right. Or that, they, yeah, exactly, they wouldn't have hatched. <laughs> Ma'am, how long has that cereal been on your shelf? <laughs> Perhaps you are the one who should. <laughs> yeah, clearly you are to quicker. blame. <laughs> yeah, so that was gross. It's food, not a trophy. Fucking eat it. <laughs> <laughs> so definitely got burned out on that. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I get burned out on all the fast food places that we have near our house because uh-huh. it's always like if we need something quick, it's like, what, what do you want? Wendy's, McDonald's, or Burger King? Fucking nope, nope, nope. nope. Hey, is Dairy Queen now? Uh, I, I'm in that camp that's like, Dairy Queen's a good treat. Hot, uh, cool treats, no hot eats, please. No hot eats, not yeah. for me, yeah. Although I do like their flamethrower burger. It's still, mm-hmm. I guess my complaint is like, I feel like if Dairy Queen, like they're known for like blizzards and like high uh, caloric treats, mm-hmm. Maybe do like leaner options for the food. I miss the breeze. Remember the, yes. uh, the breeze? Yes, yeah. I do remember it's the like breeze. Like half the calories of a blizzard? Yeah. But I mean like even the food, like the like the burgers and shit are like, man, that is a lot of fucking math I have to do. Uh, yeah. Not that I'm I'm not counting those right now, which is apparent, but it's yeah. like, I'm going to get back into it. As I Isn't it nice? Time. It's nice to not care and feel just to, just, just to go. You know, and not have to have anxiety about the numbers in your food. Oh, yeah. What just you're going to have it. to think about eating, what you're going to eat later. What yeah, you're gonna, of course it's nice. I, it's just... Of course it's nice. It's fantastic. It's just so bad. It's so, like, just dieting and trying to think about what I can eat and trying to plan my day around the eating. Yeah. When it's nice that when you're not really thinking about it and it's not the thing that's at the forefront of your mind constantly. Yeah. Yeah. Like, oh, I can do all the other... Shit my life and not worry about how many calories or how many potato chips I can have if I decide to have a sandwich tonight. What am I going to have for lunch today? You know, you're like at work and it's like, what am I going to have for lunch today? I got to plan where I'm going to go and like what I can order there. And a lot of that feels like guesswork too. Pull up, yeah, yeah, because it's like I'm just taking some dude's word on the internet. Damn, I'm taking what they're telling me. Yeah, yeah, that's even worse. Maybe should be a calorie council, a universal. A federal agency. The UCC. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> yeah, but I could totally see, like, 20 years from now, like, news comes out where it's like, oh, yeah, like, McDonald's and Burger King and all them, uh, we're definitely lying about how many calories yeah. are in that. 
No, it turns out that the only reason we're still alive. Go eat all of it. Right? How do we find out? Turns out we were wrong and 10 years ago when we said you could have all that you wanted. Yes. We found out because uh, a lab of high school students uh, were burning french fries in the Bunsen burner. <laughs> Do you remember doing that shit to like uh, measure the calories and food and, and all that? Uh, see, I've never done that, no. Mm. Hmm. I was about to say, you see, like, oh, look, this fry's not burning. <laughs> oh, look, yeah. the fry, where'd the fry go? <laughs> that went up fast. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's crazy fast. <laughs> shit, I have burns on my hand. <laughs> <laughs> I remember um, Well I asked those two questions One I'm going to My little comment there I remember Miss Betty I haven't talked about Miss Betty in a while Miss Betty She was your Sunday she school She was my Sunday school teacher right, Like right. Kindergarten through fifth grade The treasures in heaven lady Uh huh Yes She also used to do um, I wouldn't necessarily call it magic Nudist yoga Nudist oh. yoga in front of <laughs> She'd take off her little house In the prairie dress <laughs> She looks like uh, Mom from Futurama. (laughs) (laughs) No, but she always kept... I had no idea what it was at the time. She looked like she would pull out just regular notebook paper and... and, Please don't tell me she'd eat it. (laughs) She would like... She's like, I, you know, I'm human. Everyone sins. I sin this week. I'm going to write my sins on this paper. And you know what you do after you confess them to God, what happens to them. And she'd pull out a lighter and then light it, and it would instantaneously just go off and be gone. We'd all like, oh, my God. Yeah. We'd beg her to do it all the time. and Burn more sins. Miss Betty, burn, burn more, more sins. <laughs> Walk by a room with an old woman throwing fire and children <laughs> chanting, burn our sins. Burn our sins. <laughs> no, but I, I asked the original question. Uh, about you getting burnt out on stuff because I actually had this conversation with Melissa like last night. Yeah, like does this involve Miss Betty? No. The, so wait, how did Miss Betty? Why? Why? What made you think of her? The uh, fire. Oh, the fire. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. gotcha, gotcha. How many calories are in her sins, yeah. Miss Betty? Because <laughs> like, the way you talked about the French fries, yeah, that burned fast. <laughs> Miss Betty's sin paper. <laughs> we never burned French fries, so I don't know. I don't know uh. about those. <laughs> I don't think anyone has yet. I think that's what we're waiting. No, on. no one. The has. technology. They eat them before they can burn them. Yeah. No one's been able to do Until it. Until then, we trust McDonald's implicitly. Yeah, <laughs> you're the fridgeneers. <laughs> uh, about foods that. We got burned out. Got burned out on. Yeah, we went through Arby's, and even still, like I was, I remember the moment I got burnt out on curly fries was in the house I'm living in now, when I was in like third grade. And I remember I ate, I mean, just an <laughs> enormous amount of curly fries. That like your dad caught you eating ever. curly fries, and he made you eat like a, <laughs> a whole tub. bag full of curly fries. Don't he. Small side tangent, he did get mad at me for the amount of tuna fish I used to eat in like, <laughs> high, in like late middle school and high school, because all of a sudden I just liked it, and I would eat like five or six tuna sandwiches a day just because that was the best stuff ever, and he would get like, I could open the door and pull out the container of tuna, and if he saw it, fuck, he would get so pissed off and start really? screaming about not to eat any tuna. That's weird. Unless my mom he wanted would it. sneak tuna fish sandwiches to me like in slide, my bedroom. Slide it under the door? Like, she's like, oh, I'm going to take this to Tyler, and she'd grab a sandwich she'd hid a little earlier and bread it in there to me. Put it in her pocket. She's like, you should do the sandwich, don't tell me. <laughs> that seems like, okay, so let me ask you this. Was he upset because he was like, 
man, a tuna sandwich would be nice later. And then he like goes. No, and he's like, more like, quit being a fat boy, fat boy. Tuna's pretty, like, was it, was it like tuna salad or was it I like mean, tuna? It was, it was tuna, tuna salad. So like you made it good. Okay. Eggs. All right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's how I'll eat a tuna sandwich. Yeah. But like straight up tuna. No, thank no, you. No, I'm not one of those people who just put it on a cracker to go no, like raw, you know. Fuck that. No, no. I had too much tuna as a kid, too, I guess. I don't know that I burnt out on it. I just, like, there came a time in my life where it's like, I don't like fish and I don't have to eat it. So I just no. stopped eating fish, which okay. sucks because I hear fish is very good for you. That's but. what I'm really trying to pivot more toward more seafood and less, less beef yeah. and pork. This is also beef and pork just don't sound as good to me as they used to. Yeah. I like sea bugs. You know, oh, yeah. like crawfish yeah. and crab and shrimp. I mean, I like oh, yeah. I like that, but just fish. I don't know. It's always been a little too fishy. That's why when I was me. in Ohio uh, and the company was paying for my meals, I was like, nah, scallops. Yep, yeah, scallops for every meal. <laughs> 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 Hello, this is scallop, scallop, scallops. May I take your order? Because <laughs> <laughs> I feel bad because my immediate boss, like, we went somewhere and I was like, oh, scallops, and he was like, ah, plain cheeseburger. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, like he did the math. I'm not going to get the $45 scallops and you just get like a $9 cheeseburger. He's like, I'm not paying. Just, you know, you get whatever you want. <laughs> All right, good. Yeah, scallops. <laughs> so he just wanted that cheeseburger. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That would be essentially if you and I had gone to that restaurant. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's like every time I go to IHOP with anybody, I feel like a child because like they'll order like, Oh, the pancakes and the dad with the special syrup and da 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 da. And I'm like, one cheeseburger, please. <laughs> <laughs> with fries. Can I get a double order of those fries, please? Yeah. <laughs> I want also, the Mexican tornado uh, omelet. Can you put the salsa <laughs> and the gravy over it twice, please? <laughs> one cheeseburger, sir. Also, do you have a placemat that I could draw on while I wait for the food? <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes I get impatient. But curly fries. Curly fries. Curly fries. Burn I remember curly fries. mom would buy bags from the Schwann's man when he would come Schwann's. to this house. The Schwann's. Yeah. Uh, and I remember I would just eat like a bag a day of these fucking fries. Like put them in the oven, put them in the fryer, just let them sit there till they get soft. I don't give a shit. I'm going to eat all these fucking curly fries. And I remember in this house, like one day it just, it's like flipping a switch. Suddenly it's just like I bite into one. This is the worst thing I've ever had in my life. I don't ever want it again. Really? Yeah. Really? And so like now, I mean, really, it took a good 25 to 30 years. Well, no, I'm 36. So a good 25 years Bragger. before I could eat one again. <laughs> so I can eat them now. I'm never going to order them. I'm never going to seek them out. I will not eat I them with a fox. I can tolerate it. <laughs> Even like pulling up to Arby's and I can smell them in the fryer. I'm just like, ugh. Really? Ugh. I like Artie's curly fries, but it's like I'll usually get it. I think I'm doing it right, you know, because it's like mm -hmm. sometimes I'll switch it up. Sometimes I get the regular. Sometimes I get the curly. Mm -hmm. um, let's do a quick. We haven't done this I, in a I like long that time. Arby's does have uh, crinkle cut fries down, though. Dude, they do. Yeah. Oh, shit. That might be a game changer for me. Yeah. I love crinkle cut fries. Oh, me too. And Just Hamburgers, their local burger joint, I fucking love their crinkle cut fries, and they do not do yeah, crinkle cut them. anymore. Last and time I did it, I was like, oh. I know what these are. These are the really cheap fries from the big, big purveyors. Oh, is that right? They're, they're having, they're cutting costs. Yeah. But yeah, they're, I don't like them at all. Man. I don't like them at all. I, I like them okay because like the oil is still like, 
good. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? They're not like bad fries, but man, those crinkle cut fries were, I love crinkle mm-hmm. cut. And I, like, that is like a, that is an opinion a lot of people do not share with no, me. No, I'm with you. That's, you and I are the same on that one. So let's 100%. do a quick, we haven't done this in a long time and our tastes have changed probably. Let's uh-huh. do a quick French fry tier list. Okay. S tier, God tier. I got to put a crinkle cut there. I would put a steak fry. See, you're Up a steak top. fry. I love steak you're a steak fry guy. Here's the thing. I, here's the thing about steak fries that I do like. They are consistently okay, no matter what temperature they are. That's what mm-hmm. I like about them. They're kind of like the if they were a, a Forgotten Realms race, they'd probably be the dwarves, <laughs> where they're like the sturdiest fry uh-huh. that can like survive through like I can pull a steak fry out of the fridge like leftovers and be like okay and eat it cold. Yeah, I can't do that with any other fry. Mm. Try that with like a shoestring. Get the fuck out. Ugh. No, Ugh. not gonna happen. So I do like that. I do like a steak fry. I like a steak fry when I'm doing if I'm gonna do something resembling like nachos but with fries. Oh steak yeah. Steak fries. Steak fries yeah, hold up to it. Yeah. Anything else like I see people do it with again the shoestring like no. Really? Like that. Shoestring's I feel fucking like it, bottom tier garbage yes, fry. Yes, 100%. Garbage. I think garbage that's my least fry. favorite fry. God, cuz they're, the they're always like wet. You know what I mean? Yep. And it's like they're just not good. They're burnt and it's like maybe it's just because I'm used to like um our steak and shakes fries because uh, they're never good no they're not waffle fry uh waffle fry see i would probably go steak fry then crinkle cut oh wow okay oh, i do also really like a crinkle cut fry okay wait so steak you go steak fry crinkle cut then waffle fry that uh see i do really like waffle fries but i feel like if i ate them all the time as the standard fry they're a good they're a good fry to break things up. Yeah. So I might say like a standard regular fry. Like it's just a straight cut. Yeah. Yeah. Straight cut. A, a julienne? What's the, what's uh, julienne? That's 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 also pretty thin. Okay. Not quite shoestring. Yeah. No, no, no. Like a really like a McDonald's fry. Okay. All right. I mean, I like a McDonald's fry, but it's but they have to be a thousand degrees. Mm, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, whenever I go through the drive-thru and they're like, there's going to be a weight on your fries, it's like, fuck yes, God, mm-hmm. yes, yes. Someone even told me, like, to go through, I don't know if this works or not, I've never done it, because I don't like being the person that's mm-hmm. like, let me inconvenience you and all your customers, mm-hmm. but I've heard that if you go and ask for the fries without salt... Oh, they have to make you a fresh that one? They, they make them fresh, but it's like, also, you have to eat them without salt, I guess. Yeah. Or, or you... Ask for them and then say, hey, could I have some salt? <laughs> right. But see, that's different, right? Because it's like it's different to put them on after, I feel like. Yeah. It's never like, I don't know. As soon as they come out? Yeah, man. That's the good stuff. Like, I, my, one of my, honestly, one of my, I wouldn't even say a guilty pleasure. One of my pleasures in life is leaving a McDonald's drive through and eating fries like with my mouth open quickly, you know, like because mm. they're like so like <laughs> I feel like Wario, you know, because <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm like eating these fries and I have to chew them real fast because they are hot lava they're burning dying. the roof. Of my mouth. Yeah, right? But then, then a waffle fry. Then a waffle fry. Yeah, I'd put waffle if it, on my list. Waffle fries above steak fry. Okay, I like a waffle fry. It could probably go crinkle cut, waffle fry. And then everything else, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. The McDonald's fry is kind of like the Mario 
all rounder, all rounder, like, yeah, I can B, see that. B tier. Uh, like I, I'm okay with uh, the natural cut with like the skin on, like Wendy. Yeah, I like those. Yeah, I like those. Okay, uh, I don't mind them being a little soggy sometimes. If I'm, you know, it depends. If they're soggy, I'm gonna need more salt. Yeah. If they're hot, I want cold ketchup with it. You know, I'm with you. All right. And then uh, toward the bottom, like curly fry. The uh, then shoestring, like, yeah. Oh, also bottom tier. I don't like potato wedges very much either. I see. I like potato. I wedges. don't know why. I love a steak fry. Yeah, they're very similar. But it's like a potato wedge. Uh. Uh-uh. Yeah. See, I yeah, I put I put potato wedge and steak fry kind of on the same plane okay. for me. What do you think about ketchup? Like, should you ever put fries on a plate and then put the ketchup over it, like you were doing, like nacho cheese on nachos? Or or should you dip? If that's how sometimes, like you know, if you don't if you don't have can't have a balance a cup of ketchup or something somewhere, yeah, like, I can see that's more of a an eating tactic as opposed to a taste preference. Right? Okay. Um. What What is no, your generally? I won't. I won't do that. Yeah. I'll, I'll I'll dip. I like the so. dip. Sometimes I just go ketchupless. I don't mind that. Usually, if I'm in the car, I yeah. just I don't even fuck with yeah. ketchup. I prefer yeah. them with ketchup, but it's fine. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't have to fuck with it. So are you? So you're burnt out on tuna fish? No, tuna fish I'm not. Okay, tuna fish you'll My still dad's do. restriction took that away. I was gotcha. like, no, fuck you, old man. I'm going to eat this tuna fish. Gotcha. The, rebel, the, the rebel in you. But uh, those and then a, it was like a, some sort of brand muffin that Hostess used to make a long time ago. That's what my mom bought all the time. And she would cut it in half, uh, like not even like down the middle like you would normally think. She'd cut off like the muffin top and bottom Top put, of the muffin to put you. Put butter on, yeah, yeah. Put butter on both sides, put it in the microwave, hand it to me on a paper towel. That's how I ate those. And I ate so many of those. Yeah. So, like, it was sometimes that was the only, like, sweet thing in the house. So I just ate so fucking many of them. And then I remember when you turned into my road, that very first house, that white house. That's yeah. like, I used to live, I lived in it for a short period of time. The one on the right? Or yep. the one on, Okay. The one, the one on the left when you turn in. Oh, okay, that yeah, house, yeah. like yeah. at the very corner. Yep. Okay. Yep. It's like built during the Civil War, like it's an old, old ass yeah. house. Uh, for a while, I lived in it, and then after that, my aunt lived in it. I remember being over there visiting her. She had those, and I asked for one, and she made me one. I remember those brand muffins. Yeah, and I remember taking a bite and being like, "I can't finish this. This is terrible. This isn't how mom does it." Yep. I don't want any of these ever, ever again. <laughs> And I've never, I haven't seen them on store shelves, so not a problem. Maybe like Arby's curly fries. Maybe they had bug eggs in those too. They could just have. Didn't know about it. But yeah, those two foods that just man, I just vividly remember like, nope, nope, gone. You were click, click, delete. Man, you talking about those uh, brand muffins? Your mom making those? Mm-hmm. My, I maybe I hadn't thought about this in a long time. But my mom, when uh, when I was in high school, we lived out in. Um, a pretty rural area, like out by the airport. So uh, that's way before it was developed. Like it's developed since yeah. then considerably. So um, I used to have like a probably like a twenty minute drive to school each morning. And um, I remember my mom. She was fucking awesome because uh, she knew I like I liked egg McMuffins, and I never had time to like stop or anything. Mm-hmm. So she would make me egg McMuffins. She would get like oh, like okay. English muffins and then like ham and or Canadian bacon mm-hmm. and yeah, egg and all that. Yeah, man. Wrap them up in a little paper towel. 
Yeah. Pretty sweet. I yeah. hadn't thought about that in a yeah, long yeah. time. So thanks for bringing You're up the welcome. brand muffins, You're man. You're welcome. Remind me of that when I see her the next. I'll say thank you for making those. Yeah. McDonald's, <laughs> McDonald's sandwiches. Mom Donalds. For me. Mom Donalds. <laughs> yeah, Marlene Donalds. <laughs> uh so uh, you want to talk about some Nobunaga's revenge? The ambition. Fuck. I know. I don't. I, don't, I just can't. I know. I That's get just it. Not. I'm not. I'm just gonna. I'll. Cor- I'll correct every time though. Well, out of anger, I'm gonna go pee right now. All right. Okay. <laughs> go pee. That was the pee. It's big. That was a big pee. I should be good. Big pee. Big pee. All right. Sometimes it's just like small, small to medium pee, <laughs> and I know it's like. Yeah. Sometimes about, it is a small to medium pee. I'm gonna yeah. have to go back in like five minutes. Yeah. That's okay. not this case. Yeah, that, that was. That was a big one. That's, that, 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 is it the kind that like kind of makes your bladder like. Hurt a little bit, or it's like, man, that was a That's lot empty. of pee. Yeah, it's too relaxed. It's the, bul- the bulk of the pee. Yeah. <laughs> now I should be good. Because last time I didn't pee a whole lot, I just had to pee really badly. It went away. It's like, it's not enough though. You I mean last time back. we paused the recording? I can't get any more out. But that's not enough. Yeah. I know there's more in there. <laughs> Come on out. Uh, it'll knock on the door in another inconvenient time <laughs> while I'm recording. <laughs> So, Nobunaga's ambition? ambition, ambition, ambition. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not trying to be a dick. I'm just trying to. No, you're right. He'd actually say the title <laughs> of the game for some reason. Just like, yeah, Nobunaga's ambition. Which those are still coming out. There was one that came out last year. Really? Yeah. I know. Yeah, I know. There, there was one that like I looked up when I was trying to learn how to play this game because mm-hmm. this is a dense ass game to learn. Incredibly. Yeah, I mean, it is like. It's kind of like Civilization, like that series of games, except that those the Civ games do a lot of the work for you. And I feel like this is more of like... I, m- I mentioned Risk earlier. I do feel like this is... Nobunaga's Ambition is like a board game that has been turned into a video game. 100%, yeah. Um, is what it feels like. A very cumbersome, like... Battlestar Galactica, Starfleet uh, Academy. like Rules. Yeah. Heavy rules, yeah. And then like... It's also because of when it was made, I'm assuming, not intuitive at all. Like no. it, like the the icons and stuff that you're seeing on the screen really like if you don't know what they mean, you're not you're probably not going to figure it out yeah. on your own unless you're like familiar with these games already, you know, which I'm not. Like I don't have a history with this game. Um I've got outside of Gemfire that we played. And I think it's a lot better to Gemfire. I agree. Gem fires, but gem fires much simpler because I went back and um, like looked at gem fire just to kind of like compare and contrast against mm. Nobunaga's ambition. And it's like gem fire has like three stats that you have to like worry about. While meanwhile, like Nobunaga's ambition has like 12 yeah. that you have to worry about. And it's like a lot of the game feels like a balancing act to me because it's like you've got. Your peasants, you got your like your production side of your your kingdom, uh, your your fiefdom, and then you've got like your your military side, and it feels like you kind of have to like balance that because your production side producing rice to feed your soldiers and money to pay your soldiers obviously directly influences how big of a military you can have. Yeah, so it's like I feel like I got pretty good at that part where it's like optimizing that and like because I could accumulate wealth quickly um, and surpass like my my opponents 
but it's like where I, what I still need to figure out is like figuring out when to attack other territories because like what happened, yeah. like I attacked somebody and it's like you attack another country and then all the other countries just start like dogpiling on you because you, you've split your army, you know, you leave some of your army to defend and you go out and attack and they're like, okay, well time to, time to fuck this guy up pretty bad. So can you, although if someone else attacks you, then it's just defense. You're not going to route them so badly you can take them over. No, it's just defense. Yeah, you're just trying to, they're invading and you're trying to repel that invasion. Uh, And then when you do attack, like it goes from, most of the game is honestly, not to bring up risk again, but it is Mm. like a board, like imagine risk, zoom in on Japan, and then split Japan into uh, 17 fiefs. Um, or you can do, there are four campaigns that you can do. Mm-hmm. The first one's 17 and then the other three open it up to like 50, um, fief, fiefdoms. Mm. So it's like, imagine, yeah, imagine Japan just cut into smaller countries. Uh, and that is the game board and you view other countries warring against each other. That's kind of your overview but when you go into actual combat, like when you decide you're going to invade a country or you have to defend yours, uh, it switches modes similar to uh, Gemfire. Because, you know, Gemfire would switch to that like NES looking mode. Do you remember that? Where there's like a red flag and a blue flag. Yes. And you had to Ugh, like maneuver. It's horrible. Yeah. And it's like Nobunaga's ambition. I've seen Shining Force. You guys can do this better. <laughs> exactly. Uh, Nobunaga's ambition does a better job of that, at least on the Super Nintendo. I, I can't speak for the other ones. Nobunaga's ambition, watching the wars in that, reminded me of the wars in Suikoden 2. Oh, see, I haven't, play, I haven't played that one. Uh, not yet. I, like, I would like to. So how are they similar? It's the troops that you can build. Of course, in Suikoden, like, depending on every troop is composed of three people, and you're going to equip then special options if you have them. Certain characters bring certain special unit options, and others are just bring a lot of attack, bring a lot of defense, or both. Gotcha. So then you kind of mix who is going to be what three of the cast of 108, what three characters are going to be comprising each unit. Okay. That's um, cool. That's That sounds way deeper mm-hmm. than Nobunaga's ambition. Yeah. And then depending on how much strength and defense you have, then you have like three hit points. So if you get severely routed, like you fight... George Prime, who if you build him on, he has like a special charge and his strength is super high. So you go against a unit that is like magical and do your spirited charge against their back. I mean, you'll you'll you might take the three hit points and just route them completely one go. But gotcha. Going around each attack, reducing the number of hit points that the unit has on kind of a not super detailed grid. But it is a grid. So it is tactical. Yes. It's not like the paper, rock, scissors kind of like battles. Like Sweden Sweden 1. No, this is way more tactical. Okay. Yep. Yeah, and it's like, so, yeah, this in Nobunaga's Ambition, it is kind of gridded out like that. Mm -hmm. It's supposed to be hexes, actually, but they made them these like long rectangles, Mm -hmm. I guess, to simplify it. Yeah. Um, And there are different units. There's three different units. Uh, There's infantry. Uh, there's, uh, I always say this wrong, cavalry? Cavalry, yes. Okay. I always want to say cavalry. Cavalry. Uh-huh. You know, Jesus. Yeah, <laughs> right? Or, or calves. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Get rid of the horses and ride baby cows. No, it's leg day. I'm doing some good cavalry. Cal- right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Uh, the cavalry uh, is will deal double the damage like an infantry unit will, mm-hmm. and then there are riflemen uh, because this uh, rifles like flintlock rifles existed mm-hmm. in the period that this game takes place in. Which, by the way, is a real like the Sengoku period is a real period. It's like when I don't know much about Japanese history. What I do know, I learned from uh, an anime I believe is called Meow Meow Japanese History. Mm, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, which is like that lines up Japanese. <laughs> it's like imagine like if we had like it's essentially a, our version of it would be cats who are like George Washington, and it's like they do the things that we know. Like he crosses the Delaware, but he like then he takes a nap on the on the boat or something in the sunlight. Yeah, he's a cat still because he's a cat, yeah. right? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So uh, while I'm watching this, I'm like, I don't know if this is for children. Or if this is for people who already know like the real history, and it's like this is a fun little like play uh, on that, uh, but whatever. There is an episode on Nobunaga, um, and that is where I first heard of this guy. Uh, oh, okay. So when the game came up, and I heard I had heard of the game because it's Koei and they do all these strategy games, mm-hmm. right? And we had played Gym Fire, so I I knew we had more of these coming up. Yeah, and there are there are. I mean, they're a hand- yeah, they're a handful of them. Because this, because I just I I checked it out and I was like, "Fuck, it's gonna be bad." I'm just gonna I know Dave doing. It, I'm gonna watch his stream so I can get a handle on it. Yeah, you did a great job explaining it as you were going and what Thanks. you were doing. Like I understood how to start. Yeah, you know, and what each thing do- did, and I could have had I sunk time into this, I would have known how. How to start to learn. Yeah. Like you did a very good job laying out the basics to make it playable. Thanks. Yeah. That's, I feel like, is one of the hardest parts of the game is learning the game. Yeah. Like the instruction manual is enormous, as you can imagine. I think it's like 60 some odd pages. Uh, and some of that is like the history of like that period of Japan's history. Um, so it's not all rules, but like a lot of it is rules. I mean, it is like this is a game that it's like if you rented this as a kid, with and it did not come with the instruction manual. Oh man. You would have been so fucked. I can't so imagine fucked. I can't imagine a 60 page Xerox stapled together <laughs> in the rental box for this game. I can't imagine a kid renting it either, honestly. Uh-uh. This is I and I said this a bunch on the stream last night. To me, this is a dad game. Like this is the kind I of forget game. I who said that, but that is so perfect. This is the it's game so that like you go over like when you were a kid, you would go over to your friend's house who had a Super Nintendo and like their dad was like a little bit cooler than the rest of the dads mm-hmm. and it's like, "Oh, he plays video games, but he plays these." <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. Like tennis and golf and then Nobunaga's ambition. <laughs> <laughs> Cuz it's after watching you play it, then I played it based on watching you play it. So I just did like all the things you did that it was like. Oh, I'm so sorry. I guess I'm ready to talk about this game. (laughs) (laughs) I've never won a game. Yeah. So it's like, that's what I meant earlier where it's like, I feel like I am learning how to optimize the decisions that I make, but I'm making the wrong decisions. Yeah. Uh, Demented Lemon. Everything that you did, like I I did everything pretty much for the most part because it all made sense and I didn't lose, you know, and then I had to go do stuff today. But yeah. You know, that what time I played, I was like, okay, make it through several seasons. You know, I'm surviving. No one's attacking me. I'm certainly not attacking anybody. No one's asked me to get married yet. Maybe they will. And then, you know, I I survived and I enjoyed the resource building, the sort of thinking what to put where yeah. for your soldiers, for your training. Yeah. I like that too. I like the economy part of it. Yeah. Uh, and the reason I liked it is because I feel like I figured it out. Yeah. And it's like, you know, 
every there's a merchant that uh, will visit your uh, territory from time to time, and you can use that merchant to like take out a loan. And it's like there's a bar on the side that shows you all the rates of everything. So it's like if the interest rates on the loan are like minimal, fucking take a loan. Why not? You know, and it's like what I like to do is take out a loan and then immediately invest that money into the town because the town is what generates wealth. So it's like this is going to earn me money. So let's fucking do it anytime the merchant's here and the interest rate is low. But see, the problem is I get absorbed in that. And then you get attacked. It's like, fuck. <laughs> well, see, sometimes, yes. But it's like, it, it definitely makes me not want to attack. It's your nation, and then everything else has been conquered by one person. So then you're the... Yeah. Pretty much. But what sucks about that is the, the game, in order to be successful, I think, because like I said, I still don't know exactly. Like, I don't know what the good strategy is, right? But it's like, when other countries start conquering their production increases because they can do it in two territories now. And it's like, and shit, the longer the game goes, the more expensive soldiers become to hire, the more expensive it costs to arm the soldiers. These are all things you have to worry about. Yeah. Shit just becomes Feed more and more expensive. To go attack. Yeah. And it's like, so the game, I feel like that is the game's way of forcing your hand where it's like, you're not eventually you're not going to have the resources to pay for all of this so you're going to have to yeah. attack. I read cuz I looked up videos too, not a ton of videos, but a decent amount over just over Nobunaga's ambition. There were I watched a video on the NES to kind of compare it. How was that? I haven't seen any of the very, NES. Very similar. Of course very, it doesn't yeah. look as good, but yeah. like I could tell, "Oh, yeah, this is definitely the game." I thought that parts of this game looked great. Yep. Um uh, most of it didn't. The bulk of the game, I feel like, looked like Color of Dinosaur yeah. for the NES. But, like, the portraits... And I guess it doesn't have to look great. It doesn't. Know? As long as it communicates, yeah. right? Which I think that it does, for, like, the most part. Like, the little icons and stuff that's mm-hmm. supposed to tell you, this means peasant loyalty. Does not communicate peasant no, loyalty. No, no, no. It's like a dude in a green kimono. Yep. And it's like, oh, that could be anything. I guess your army looked more like British redcoats. Yeah, totally. There. Especially with the rifles. Yeah. Which uh, Nobunaga was like, that was like a new technology when he was a boy. So like he gravitated to that. Oh, okay. Um, I don't know how much do, how much you know about Nobunaga. I don't know a lot. Next to nothing. But um, apparently he was a... Nothing being, I don't know his name, next to nothing being Nobunaga. <laughs> That's all I know. Uh, apparently he was kind of an asshole, which I can't believe. He's a fucking teenager <laughs> ruling a fucking like. It's a DeMeo for you, right? <laughs> <laughs> fucking DeMeos. <laughs> but like, what's wild is like all of the 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 DeMeos <laughs> in the game are real historical figures. Like these people were actual warlords in this time. Is it the hardest to win as Ro- what Rokaku, dude? Who gets? Y- Yes. Defeated the very first, very first round. round. Every time I play. Yeah, when I played it the same way. Every time he's defeated the first round. And then there's another. Um, I guess he's the hardest mode. Gotta be. Has to be. Yeah. And this game is hard. It is oh, yeah. difficult. And the game asks you, like, uh, what difficulty would you like to play? One through five. And it's like, I can't beat one, man. Yeah. So one, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> and even like the, in Game Facts, like the. Because I'm like trying to learn the game and the rules. I went to GameFAQs after I finished the instruction manual. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, I well, I know some of this. And I went to GameFAQs and now piecing those together, it's like 
the game fact is like pretty much never to go above one. <laughs> From what? Because I, I mean, I tried to do as much research as I could on this game in particular. Yeah. And what videos I could were people kind of walking you through it, explaining it. Honestly, none did as good a job as you you did. I was very, very impressed with Thank your you. Walk Thank through. you. That was just me, like, just that was all confidence. Yeah, I have was, no idea if the things I was saying were correct. Yeah, man, perfect, perfect. <laughs> ABC, always be closing. It, yeah, yeah, totally. So, um, and then one, one guy who said, like, common tactics, he's like, sometimes if I really want to cheese it, I'll go ahead and turn on eight players and then just let one of me conquer the rest of me and go ahead and get a huge territory. Okay, all right, yeah. I do think that is cool that up to eight players can play. Mm-hmm. As no, that's well. very cool. And it's also very board game-like. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like You could definitely pass the controller around. And yeah, could, it, could, it would If work. you had people who were interested in it, you were kind of taking... It might be a good game to, like, take bets on, you know, who can do what. Yeah. Because you can watch it play itself if you really want to. Yeah, you can do a demo mode, essentially. Mm-hmm. Maybe that would help you learn. I doubt it. Yeah, but there are, I mean, there are more people who love this game than I thought. Because every yeah. video I found about it, the comments were all just like... Yeah, I used to play this game for 12, 13 hours straight. Oh my god, I played this all summer for one summer. This, yeah. is, the, this is an amazing game. Oh my god, I love this. It's a big one. That's why I wanted to put the time in. Because I knew that if I did it like Gemfire, that I knew I would hate it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I would just Because I wouldn't understand it. I felt like I needed to understand the game in order to, to even feel like I knew why people loved it. Because yeah. you're right, people love this game. Because the only thing I found one person who said they beat it on three stars. Wow. Thought they were the biggest shit ever. Wow. And then only one person claiming, like, oh, I could beat it on five stars, no problem. Wow. Like, all the time. I was, or, well, this guy's full of shit. I believe this three star guy. Because <laughs> everybody else is saying one star, oh my God, oh my God. This guy's saying five stars, nothing. He's yeah. full of shit. Three star guy. Okay, three star guy. <laughs> well, Demented Lemming was in chat when I was playing, and uh, he's pretty much uh, the only one in chat who had played this game a lot. Mm-hmm. He, had, he had spent a lot of time with the game. Um, and his, his comment on my style of play was that it is very much, I'm doing the long game Uh, where it's like, I'm just trying to build economy and wealth and then build my army. And then once the army is huge, go out and attack. Yeah. Uh, so I get the feeling that a lot of people play it faster than I do. Yeah. As soon Um, as you can attack someone around you that you can afford to attack them, double that. And then as soon as you get your army built up again, attack someone else. Yeah, or and I also think maybe and I would have I would play honestly even without watching you play I would have played the exact same. Way. Yeah, I mean I I like playing I I like getting into that. Like I said, I mean I got absorbed in this economy loop mm-hmm. and like optimizing the economy yeah. and like all of that. Um, like there are points in the game where I feared a typhoon more than I feared an invasion because yeah. like a typhoon if it hits wreck. your yeah hits your territory it'll yeah it wrecks your production. Like I had five hundred production kill off peasants. Yeah, a plague will kill off peasants. Okay. A plague also um, will uh, possibly infect your demeo. Uh, Spoiled and, your demeo. Yeah, yeah. Get, it's like a sunlight. Uh, it's like leaving Japanese mayo in the bed for three weeks. Yeah, that's the thing I did. I was so excited about this Kewpie mayo that I hear everyone talk about online, all these cooking channels. I, I've heard of Kewpie. Yeah, I've heard yeah, of it. They before, had yeah. it at uh, Jungle Gems. Yeah. I got it. I was like, man, fuck yeah. And then Melissa kept it on ice for me. The three of the days where I was in Ohio and she was in Cincinnati, like I should have got it leaving town. But then by the time I got back and met up with her, I just forgotten about it. <laughs> so it just so sat. we're setting up food on Friday to eat uh-huh. for Patreon, and I learned about the Cupy Mayo, yep, uh, which is brought in in a bag. 
that I literally thought that the mayo, there's a <laughs> bottle in the bag, and I literally thought the mayo had like turned into petroleum jelly. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, because I totally forgot about it, and it's been just in the hot van the whole time. But it was didn't smell, didn't spoil. You know, I guess it's very well sealed. It'll never be opened. It will I was about to ask, remain. how much did you eat? Oh, for, <laughs> <laughs> it was really smooth. <laughs> uh, so it is on my shelf with all my other like Japanese like Final Fantasy uh, cans and shit like that. So I can't tell you how pleased I am that we were able to literally wrap, go back around to Mayo on... <laughs> this <laughs> Nobunaga's ambition episode. Um, yeah, the typhoons fucking suck because like I had my production up to 500, which is essentially meaning that I'm making 500 units of rice per year. Mm-hmm. Um, cause you get paid in the fall falls where you do taxes and stuff. And, mm-hmm. um, also where you're like, you, you harvest rice, I think throughout the year. Well, every playthrough I saw, the first thing they did was set their tax rate to 60. To 60? Mm-hmm. See, I did 45 because the instruction manual kind of like, here's how to play. Step one, set taxes to 45. Yeah. I was like, okay. But I think that's the bottom range because it's like 45 it's, is like it's safe. safe. Right. Because I have had peasants revolt and it sucks. Like, I've just reset the game because it's like, I don't want to spend the time like rebuilding my economy. Mm-hmm. Uh, while everybody else around me, because you can spy on ter- other territories. Mm-hmm. So, like, if you pay ten, what looks like breadsticks, if you play, which is money, they look like nutter butters. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they do <laughs> look like nutter butters. I think uh, Zal was calling them uh, meowth foreheads. <laughs> <laughs> they do look like the thing on meowth's forehead. <laughs> He's, that's true. So uh, you can pay ten of those. And send a spy out to another territory. And that spy, if he's successful, uh, will you'll be able to view that other territory's uh, daimyo or demeo. Mm-hmm. Uh, you'll get to see, like, essentially your stat screen, but it's there, but it's their information. So you can tr- kind of figure out, okay, I need to, this many soldiers to attack. Or what I would do is, because, oh, man, I read about... Like one of the best things to do is just assassinate other daimyos because you can hire ninjas in the mm-hmm. game and it's like you can give them different things to do. Like um, you can tell them to, to arson and they'll essentially they'll set the town on fire and it'll lower their town value. Ah. Or you can have them um, spread rumors to the peasants and that'll like lower the peasant loyalty and stuff like that. You can also choose attack, which is an assassination attempt. And man, that one game facts I read, the dude was like, I never attack with armies. All I do is send ninjas out on assassination attempts. And it's like, I tried that. I have tried that so many times. I just don't know what the magic number is because it's like, never was I able to assassinate um, a fellow daimyo. Um, I guess I just need to send more ninjas. At one time I sent 90 ninjas. (laughs) Well, you got to do uh, like in Naruto, three man squads. <laughs> Maybe yeah, I do, yeah. or or one, one ambu one. or a three man yeah. squad. Yeah, well, I mean, it is true. Like in any any movie you see where there's a bunch of ninjas, they all crumple like paper. <laughs> but if there's one ninja, <laughs> oh yeah, you're in trouble. That's a good ninja. Yeah, that's the real good one. <laughs> but I like the animations, like when things happen in the game, like when you send the ninja out, you get the like little chibi red ninja like crouch down and then like disappear like that stuff's cool yeah and like when you tax the peasants and like their barrels of rice disappear behind them and they cry like i mean mm. that's it charming stuff like that and I, like I, that. I get why it's it is a perfect dad game but i also i really understand why 
it's still going. This is definitely like its own thing, and it's it blows anything else we've done in this vein out of the water, in my opinion. I thought this, I don't know if it was you, the clarity of you understanding so that I finally understood it, but this seems to be like, this is the best of the strategy RPG thing on the Super Nintendo. This seems to be it. I know that people also talk about, um, I think it's called the, oh God, what is it? The three kingdoms romance saga oh, or something okay. like that i'm I've getting seen that, that. I'm, i saw that available to rent romance of the three the kingdoms is maybe what yeah. it is i'm getting it fucked up but that's another koei game that people from the way i've heard people talk they put it on the same like level yeah. as as okay. nobunaga's ambition i'm kind of looking forward to it honestly after playing this yeah or? i feel like the more of these that i play the probably the easier they'll get like i kind of mm-hmm. want to go back and play gym fire because i feel like Maybe I could now, do win I it? a game, yeah. yeah. Just because it is, it is simpler. Like at least in Nobunaga's ambition, you have like when you go into the battles, like they have mountains um, that increase your attack and defense if you're on a mountain. You know, like mm. Shining Force style, yeah. where it's like the terrain gives you bonuses and penalties. Yep. Uh, Gem Fire didn't have that. It was just that old NES grass, essentially. Yep. Mm-hmm. But you could also everything was donut planes. Yeah, right. Yeah, real shitty donut planes. Um, I also liked that in the battles, if you were able to kill their commanding officer, it would just you win. Like you don't have okay. to take down all their units as long as you like kill the general, their hero. So, so if you got same for you, if you get assassinated, you automatically lose. Yes. Yes. So what? Your intelligence is your proof against ninja. From what I've read, you need a high intelligence, and your the size of your army also helps. Okay, um, which that all makes sense, I guess. Um, it's your security, yeah, that's your security. We didn't even talk about abilities yet, because that is yeah. like, I'm glad you said intelligence, because each Demeo has um, ability scores, like you would see in D and D, kind of like they've got health, uh, intelligence, like you mentioned, luck, drive, uh, charm. And there might be one more. Uh, but these, <laughs> so what sucks about them is they're randomly generated. You can choose whatever daimyo you want to play as. Um, some start out better than others just because like they have better wealth or something starting out. Like the, the um, daimyo of Rokuken or whatever it is mm-hmm. has horrible, like horrible, just horrible starting out everything. Yeah, everything. Horrible. So that's why every game he's knocked out yeah, round one. Um, Oda Nobunaga is pro- the strongest, so that's why I played as him. Yeah, because I was like, every playthrough they all played as him. Because it's like I don't understand this game. I want to learn it, and I don't want to learn it on. I want to know that it's mistakes that I'm making and not like flaws of the character, mm-hmm. right? Um, but these stats that they all start with are randomized, and <laughs> all of the other daimyos, like if you send a spy out to look, they're like their stats are in like one hundreds the 90s. So it's like, meanwhile, when you randomly generate, you could possibly do like... All 60s. 66, 64, yeah. So it's like the guides... You're the last Romanov who fell and (laughs) ruined all of Russia. All your stats are in the 60s. But I mean, yeah, like the guide was essentially just do this until you get 100s and 90s. Trust me. And it's like, I do trust you. Because you got like 109 luck. Like, hell yeah. Yeah, I'm good with that. That seems very important. Yeah. So, I don't know. That's kind of an annoyance. It would be nice, I feel like, if 
if it were randomized, but maybe it's like a narrower window, or maybe the difficulty and you scales. You invest in it and raise it if yeah. you want. Yeah. And sometimes you can. Like, there are some stats that can increase as you play, but some of them are just set. Mm-hmm. Uh, like your drive, like as you win battles, your drive will increase, uh, okay. um, which is good for conquering more territories. But I mean, I don't know. It just kind of, I feel like on difficulty one, they should be like, okay. You're, it's still going to be randomly generated, but it's going to be from like 88 to 109 yeah. or whatever, you know? We're going to scale it. Because you went for a good like four or five minutes to get your get your stats set. Yeah. I've been lucky before and got it like on the third try. Yeah. But yeah, like last night when I was streaming it, yeah, it took a long time. Yeah. But that's okay. I mean, I'm fine. What, was it there, uh, was it Neverwinter where you could roll for your stats and if you rolled something like a thousand times, it'd go, oh, fine, here. And you'd have all 18. Oh, no, I didn't know that. Yeah. That's awesome. There's some, some game like that that does that where you oh, roll for your randomly generated stats. Man, I played a lot of Neverwinter, but like that doesn't, you know. Yeah, maybe that, it was like Baldur's Gate no, or something like that. I played that. a lot of that, too. No matter what it is, <laughs> it's like, man, what a nice little like a secret that I didn't uh-huh. know about. I'm going to have to look that up because that sounds really cool. Yeah. Yeah, I played a lot of Neverwinter. Remember old friend CFP did it. Every time. Oh, I'm yeah? Sure he had, yeah. He would roll it a thousand times? Mm-hmm. Sit there and roll it till he got his perfect stats. Yikes. And then play it. Okay. You know, I don't know what game it was, but probably just download like a, a trainer or something <laughs> to like input that in. <laughs> yep. Probably be a lot faster than... With the all-18s patch instead of for 45 minutes, click. Uh-huh. Click. <laughs> click. That's funny that they did that, though. Mm-hmm. It reminds me of like like when I was rolling... For the stats in Nobunaga's Ambition, it reminded me of like middle school rolling up D&D characters for second edition. Yeah. And it's like, because when you're not there with your friends, you got nothing else better to do, but you want to play. It's like a fuck it. I'll just roll. I'll just roll characters until I get a good one and then bring that guy when I go game. Yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> didn't matter. We all die anyway, but you know, <laughs> it's a fucking grinder. <laughs> Nobunaga, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, he um, so he was kind of an ass. Apparently, mm-hmm. he had um, a he had a retainer named uh, Tochiro, who everyone said looked like a monkey, <laughs> uh, and um, he wrote a letter to uh, Tokichiro's wife that is um, pretty good, where he says that he's delighted that she came to the castle. Um, thanks for the gifts. Sorry, I didn't have any gifts for you, but next time I will have gifts. Uh, he talks about, um, your beauty has gone from a 10 to a 20 since the last time I saw you. All right. Uh, Tokichiro. And once it's a 21, I'll kill your husband for myself. He's essentially saying your husband doesn't tell you that enough is essentially what Mm. he's saying. Um, he says, uh, but, but, cause apparently she said something about her husband, like out of turn. So this was his letter to her, like reprimanding oh, her. Okay. So he's like, despite that, essentially, despite you're too good for him, you're better yeah. than he deserves. Uh, watch what you say, please. Because he's my retainer and that reflects on me mm. kind of deal. Okay. I figure it's like, oh, you talk shit about him. Like. Yeah, baby. I could do you so much better. <laughs> well, in the letter, he does come call in, Tokachiro a bald rat. <laughs> 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 Keep in mind, at this time, he was probably like 
with ha- with half years my old? dick and half my money and half my looks. <laughs> well, that's what's crazy is like looking at the ages of these uh, daimyos. A lot of them are in their teens. Like, can you imagine Teen living? Daimyo. <laughs> Can you imagine, like, live? Can you imagine being a peasant and being like, "Oh my fucking god, we are literally being ruled by a sixteen-year-old," mm-hmm. and it's like, "Thank God, we'll be dead in our forties anyway." Well, that's I how I feel one day when I'm forty-five. And my boss is my age, <laughs> so. Uh, so apparently, Nobunaga met his end. Uh, he was assassinated by one of his own men um, in a really kind of a weird way. Uh, he was assassinated by Akechi Mitsuhide, uh, who burned down Nobunaga's castle, and Nobunaga couldn't escape the castle, so seppuku. And then that's... Damn. That was the end of Nobunaga. Because mm. apparently he was a... I mean, he was a dick. To yeah. a lot of people, like, including this one of his men, this guy. And he was like, I'm fucking yeah, done with this it. dude. Right. <laughs> yeah. We're like dead, yo. Right? Whoa. Now that was Nobunaga's revenge, yeah. is when he comes back. <laughs> <laughs> one, a, a stupid Belmont gets all the bones of Nobunaga. <laughs> Revives it perfect. And brings it to the castle. <laughs> but the, the bald rat guy, like, um, there's this cool story. I don't know if it's true or not, because, like, you know, I'm not an expert on any of this, but it's like apparently the bald rat guy was like, I have an idea how we can take this country. Uh, we're going to build a castle in sections. We're going to float it down the river. And then in the middle of the night, we're going to construct that castle there and there will be sieging from this castle. So that's what they did. They built a castle overnight. The the people in the other territory like woke up. And they're like, "Oh shit, there's a castle here." <laughs> and then uh, by that point, when like Nobunaga's men had like snuck in and like opened their castle gates, and then they just fucking poured in and destroyed them. No, no, it's pretty good. Weird times, man. It's pretty good. All this happened because like this is like playing this game. That's like that's some Glen Baron shit. No, no, no. We'll, <laughs> we'll move the castle in pieces on water. <laughs> right, yeah. But it's like, yeah, it's kind of one of those like um, uh, the fucking the Trojan horse kind of mm-hmm. deals. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of those stories. But it's like, man, can you imagine like how fucking shitty would that be if you're like a soldier and you're like on the other side and you're like, God damn it. We're going to fucking die, dude. They yeah. built a castle overnight, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still working on the mud in our hut. <laughs> right. <laughs> so anyway, but it's it's also weird to like I don't like reading this now in 2020 because mm-hmm. it's like all of this has happened because the uh, fucking feudal Japan failed essentially. Yeah. And then it fell to this like scattering like 50 feudal states and it's just like we're just going to fight until one of us gets all of it. Yep. Yeah. That's our ambition. As is man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah for real. Then we will become prefectures. <laughs> right. Uh, is there anything else? The music is just like two songs. I like them. Yeah, I like them okay. pretty good. Um, I did watch the ending of the with the oh, 50 different yeah? spots. How's that? Um, I haven't seen the ending. It was interesting because you see like Odo with like, just a fuck ton of everything rolls up on just 
number uh, whatever spot number one at the very top conquered all the rest is at the top goes in troops that are like ranked like 22 23 24 against the highest one one had was the home base at five everything else is like three and two so you just see him two cavalry units and just wipe 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 is this like a cutscene style or is this like no this is regular gameplay and then once you finally beat it take the territory then you see Oda has conquered one in the daimyo's name. And then, like, congratulations, and then it shows a falcon while uh, all the credits scroll, just like a, a still falcon. And then uh, Oda holding the falcon. Congratulations! Here's a bird! Yep. You are now the falconer. <laughs> and he's like, he's holding the bird on his arm. That's it. <laughs> I love. There's a part of me that really loves how shitty of an ending that is. <laughs> like, congratulations! It took you 20 hours to figure out how to play this game. Probably took you 50 hours to finally beat it. Mm-hmm. Here's a bird. Here's a bird. Have a good day. Hey, maybe if you put it too, too difficulty, there's two birds. I don't know. <laughs> Try it and see. At five difficulty, Nobunaga turns into a He's bird. A bird. <laughs> he turns into Peter from Shining Force Two. <laughs> wow, nice. Yeah. Wait, which version of Peter? Beginning version or badass oh, version? Beginning version, because I guess you have to buy the next Nobunaga's <laughs> Ambition 2 to see... Which does exist. ...evolved badass, yeah. Uh, and then there is another Nobunaga's Ambition for the Super Nintendo. We can either talk about that a little bit right now and go ahead and get two birds with sure. one stone. yeah, let's do it. Um, I feel a little bad doing that because I didn't play it, but I did watch some playthrough. Well, from what I read, the graphics are... They're diff- better. They're different for the I don't, wars. I don't. But. Yeah, for the wars for sure. The map they did like a really weird, like shitty map. It, the map looks worse. What I read is like the two is where it sort of started losing its charm a little bit, as mm-hmm. opposed to the other releases. Uh, the SNES release is called uh, Nobunaga's Ambition: Lord of Darkness, and it's where he conquers hell. <laughs> right. Well, th- there are like he's kind of like this legendary figure because it's like i think it's in um oni the video game oni nobunaga is the dark sorcerer in that game who summons the demon oh like i mean he has like it's because like he's a historical figure but he also has like there's like folklore like he's kind of like he's kind of like a super villain Mm -hmm. of like folklore from the way that i can Mm. the way that i've seen because because like he's a common villain in fiction uh, and I guess it's just because of how fucking ruthless he yeah, was. Like, yeah. It's like Caesar taking over the Mojave and Fallout New Vegas. Yeah. Like, <laughs> the only one who really does it is the asshole who like fucking kills people to get it to get it accomplished. Yeah. People won't even wear masks, much less just be conquered. <laughs> yeah. So, you know. <laughs> right. Uh Nobunaga's ambition, uh Lord of Darkness, which I honestly thought was a ROM hack the first time I saw it. Because I it, believe that because it looks so similar to uh, Nobunaga's Ambition. Mm-hmm. Um, they added uh, some new mechanics. It's essentially the same game. It does look better. The, the battles look better. Um, they added uh, tea room items. Tea room, okay. For like the ceremony you could have, probably a whole different stat based on it. Presumably. Yeah. Uh, they also your added... Tea, your tea stat. Yes, your, you your have, tea you stat. You have to get 109 or restart. <laughs> Uh, there's also, uh, governmental points. So like it gets more nitty gritty with like governing and it's like, it looked like you could 
spend those, like the number of governmental points determined how long your turn was as opposed to, and Nobunaga's ambition, each season you can do one thing. Yeah. Uh, So you get to do four things a year. This looked like... Which every battle takes a day as compared to the season... Right, that is true. Yeah, yeah the, the combat follows different rules mm-hmm. than, than the other things. That's a good point. Um, but it looked like in Lord of Darkness, it looked like your turn length was based on like governmental points. Okay. Um, I'll probably check it out anyway, honestly. Uh, I wanted to for this episode, but I already put a lot of time into this. Like, I mean, it's it was already be, you know, a lot of time. Pretty much the same. I think that's fair. Do you have any achievements for this? Uh, I have a few that came in from Twitch chat. Uh, I've got some good ones. Uh, The first of which is TBS reports. This comes in from Bongo Yoda. In order to unlock TBS reports, you spend 30 minutes rolling for 100 plus stats before even starting the game. (laughs) Uh, Second Chivo is Noob Anaga. In order to unlock Noob Anaga, go with your first character roll like a noob. A true player spends their first 30 minutes rolling. Uh, and that came from Postmaster General Damien. I'm going to kind of interrupt you with one. Please. Uh, noob Saibot? Noob Lubanaga. Lubanaga. And that's where you play as uh, Rokaku and just die immediately. <laughs> get, you get fucked the first time. I don't know if that's Lubanaga. That's Lube. like no Lubanaga. <laughs> like, like, oops. You get some spit if you're lucky, Rokaku. <laughs> <laughs> Um, there's gotta be more. Nubanaga, Lubanaga is really good. I thought you were like, I didn't know how you were going to go with that. Um, like every, every time, uh, someone marries off one of their daughters to another kingdom, uh, like that's <laughs> Lubanaga. Cause it's like that happened. Like there's diplomacy options in uh-huh. the game. And one of the options is you can marry off a daughter, a, another Fucking daimyo. That means like you can't attack them for a certain number of rounds, yeah. and I don't know how many rounds and that you get is. A pretty good chunk of money. Yeah, I got like four hundred gold. Another daimyo was like, "Yo, I want to marry your daughter." And I'm like, "I have a daughter." <laughs> okay, four hundred gold. How fine. many? <laughs> right? Yeah, you want a, Yeah, you want more? <laughs> At four hundred pop? Because I'm gonna be honest with you, I didn't plan on attacking you for like years <laughs> anyway. You're on the other side of the map. We're good. Right. We are, yeah. And I'm like afraid to attack my neighbor. I got so fi- I got 50 daughters. Everybody gets one. <laughs> Gives me enough gold and time for me to do a few years of building up and yep. then I'll do a big swath and kill yeah, all of you. Yeah. That's the new strategy, the daughter strategy. <laughs> they need a stat for like gestation period. <laughs> uh, the Betty Botter bought his daughter strategy. <laughs> I love it. Oh, man. Uh, Boobanaga. <laughs> it's the ROM hack where everyone's topless in the game. It's just, it's just tits. <laughs> uh, now I'm playing the game where I take the first letter of the alphabet and replace it with the... <laughs> Loop Guru Anaga, which is everyone is a it's werewolf. werewolf? Yeah. yeah, French werewolf. <laughs> nice pull, the yeah. Loop Guru. Man, nice. Mm. Aunt Baru, Aunt Baru Monaga, <laughs> uh, where instead uh, of rice, it's blue milk. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yep, exactly. Uh, man, I would totally play like a Star Wars ROM hack of this. I think that would be fun. 
<laughs> yeah, the Star Wars moisture farmer simulator where yeah. it's all you're trying to get all the moisture. And I'm I'm gonna go ahead and apologize. I don't think I'm gonna get better than Aunt Baru Banaga tonight. <laughs> so I might as well just leave if you're okay to finish this up. And that so, wasn't even Saruta Baruta Naga. Saruta Baruta Naga. <laughs> <laughs> Final Fantasy Eleven deep cut. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah! You're all just in Saruta Baruta, <laughs> Roomba Nagas, <laughs> Roomba. Yeah, you're all clean. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, yeah, mm. I'm done. I think. Mm. But I guess my point of that was diplomacy is another part of the game, and I think if I were to master that, I'd probably have a better time of being like. I'm going to pay these surrounding territories to not attack me, and then I'm going to attack a territory. That would probably stop that dogpiling, I would hope. But then also people break their treaties all the time, I've discovered. Uh, Like I had one one playthrough, a neighboring uh, daimyo was like, I'll give you 40 gold if you don't attack me. And I'm like, sweet. And I take it. And then the next fucking turn, he attacked me. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, why did well, you even you, give me 40 you gold? You, you said you wouldn't attack me. <laughs> now you just got to take it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. The last achievement I've got uh, comes from Just a Punk, and it is Unions. In order to unlock Unions, uh, you got I called Units Unions last night because I was Mr. Juice. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you sell your daughter for gold units to maintain peace. That's pretty good. I got one more. Okay. Uh, Rakaka, fuck you. <laughs> and that is where you win as Rakaka. Oh my God. Yeah. And then Koei like, writes you a letter. <laughs> we heard a rumor that you beat our game playing as. The weakest of the Demeos. Please, please turn off the game, Genie. <laughs> the next D&D game I play, or your, the next Call of Cthulhu, last name is Demeo. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Tony Demeo. Tony Demeo. <laughs> yeah, all right. It just writes itself. <laughs> Everyone else is like in, like playing in character in period. I'm like, I'm walking here. <laughs> <laughs> What's your name? Anthony Bologna <laughs> or Tony Baloney to you. Yeah. Oh my God. Um, I have a question for you. Do you think this belongs on Tad Boggs' top 100 Super Nintendo games? <sighs> yeah. I kind of would put it on there. I think this genre should be represented. And a it lot is. of people really fucking love it. Yeah. Although I think there could be... And I, and I could be into this game. I really could. If yeah. I had been a kid and gotten taught how to play this, yes. I would have enjoyed this. That's the important part, yeah. is like being taught. Because like, I feel like when you start to understand it, it becomes fun. And I don't know if it's because... like We've used the phrase Stockholm Syndrome like mm-hmm. games. Like I, This might be a Stockholm Syndrome game where it's like... Or a, like a, fallacy, a sunken cost fallacy, where it's like, well, I spent 12 hours learning this game. Of course it's good. Yeah, because if it's not good, then I wasted that twelve hours, and that's not possible. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's it kind of reminded me of my freshman year of college when Jacob and I lived together. I I had the computer, uh, so Jacob would play this football managing game. Okay, it looked it was just menus. Okay, uh, and he would play that, and I'd try to follow him a little bit while he was doing it. But like, you know, all the stats that you're looking for as a manager, what you're looking for your players like all sorts of shit and i was like 
This looks interesting. I don't like football, so I will never touch this, but this looks interesting. I'm interested that you can sit here and play this all night yeah. long. It's yeah. very much like how Nobunaga's yeah, ambition Yeah, is. I played the shit out of this, and I wanted to continue playing it. Uh, it also feels like the kind of game that would be perfect for like mobile gaming. Yeah. Because it is like... When I was playing on Saturday, I would pause sometimes when Henry was like, because he got a new Lego set and he wanted to like build some Lego. Mm -hmm. So it's like, all right, I'll just leave this running. And then when you're tired of building Lego, I'll come back and pick up right yeah. where I left off. So I do like there's something and that, that, that might be why it's a dad game. I mean, yeah. because you literally can just walk away from it and it's going to be but okay. It is like a dad game or like your friend's older brother who you're not supposed to talk to and they're playing <laughs> right? it. And he can tell you how to play it if you want to cross that line. Well, that just kind of like dawned on me where it's like, hey, did we put a, did we put a pause button in this game? <laughs> Don't need it. Game is always on pause. Yeah. Like, in, fact, in fact, you have to unpause it to do anything. <laughs> right. Like if it is your turn, you can just yep. leave, <laughs> and it's fine. Nothing, nothing will happen. Because I remember uh, Mitch, who you know, got me going on on RPGs and Final Fantasy, and kind of yeah. got the gamer in me uh, going. His older sister, super genius. I think we've already, I've ever like John Turley knows her. We've had conversations. He thought she was uh, Nobunaga himself. She, exactly. She was <laughs> the closest approxim approximation to Daria I've ever met in real okay. life. Only she wasn't like. Emo, but she was very like monotone, long brown hair, glasses, obviously very intelligent. Yeah. And, like, so Mitch, if we weren't playing Nintendo or Super Nintendo, we would play DOS games. But his sister was always on the DOS games playing um, surgery and medical like simulation games yeah. and, sh and shit like this all the time. So, like, these games, I also I think about Stacy whenever I play a game like this because I remember being. Young and seeing that and being like, "Holy shit! What what kind of game is this?" Yeah, <laughs> Stacy's ambition. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I, she's I, a judge somewhere now. Yeah, yeah. I, I have memories like that, but they're for the Gold Box D and D games because I remember going over to um like a friend of my mom's house, and that friend had a son who was older than me. I was like maybe eleven at the time, mm -hmm. but he was like probably in his early twenties. And like I remember watching him play like a first person D and D dungeon crawler. I don't mm. remember which one it was, and just being like, "What is this? Man, these are big boy games." Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it is that feeling where it's like, "What is this?" Mm -hmm. And I remember asking him about it, and he was pretty cool. But like, obviously, he couldn't explain it to me in like the fifteen minutes yeah. we were there. Go get a notebook. Right? <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. It's like, do you have the do you have the core rule books? No. The what? Yeah. <laughs> That's like we were talking about. I know rules. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, 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 yeah. No rule. Like I know rules. like all the yeah, rules. Yeah, all of them. Like uh, don't steal from yeah. people. You ever heard that one? Don't murder. <laughs> <laughs> don't covet things. I don't covet any <laughs> idols and false witnesses. And no like, wives. That's an important one. I haven't covet a wife ever. Uh -uh. <laughs> I'm eleven. They're gross. <laughs> um, They've got cooties. No, thank you. Yeah, I didn't buy into that. I was never that never, either. Never. Yeah. I remember being like on the kindergarten playground, being like, oh man, I want to kiss a girl. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Um, oh yeah, that reminds me of the core rule books. Like I remember, so like I played Blades in the Dark on Saturday, mm-hmm. and we were talking about like D and D because a lot of them had played and run D and D games at some point because that's kind of like the foundation, you know. Uh, and I remember a time, I was telling them that I remember a time in middle school where it's like, man, I'm really interested in this D&D stuff. I just don't, I need to learn about it. So I remember going to like Walden Books. That's, that's the closest thing you could do. You're yeah. right. <laughs> they, I was about to say, did we even have a Books a Million? No, we did have Read More and it'll, Walden it'll Books. Walden. I remember going to Walden Books and I remember... Um, and this was in Cedar Rapids. Because uh, I, I remember going in and I remember... They had D&D books, but I had no idea what any of these things were. Yep. So I just picked the thing that was big and looked the coolest to me. Probably a monster main. It was uh, the Council of Worms uh, campaign setting, which uh, is a uh, which is essentially a modification of second edition rules where you play as dragons. So, hmm. but as far as I knew, this was just Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah, and it's like, well, it's in a box, so that. Well, means... you're a dragon. Oh, okay, all right. All right. So you're go, a dragon. You're probably going the through dungeon. a dungeon. Right. Okay, that's yeah, cool. Yeah, that makes sense. And the I figured I'd be a person though, but all right, I can be a dragon. <laughs> Dragons, they can turn into people. I saw. All right, sword in the stone. Okay. I remember reading through that rule book and being like. Because they don't teach you how to play the game because obviously you need need the player's handbook, you need the Dungeon Master's Guide, you need that shit. So I'm like, like, I remember being completely confused, like, okay, they're telling me about dragons and stuff, but like, I don't know how to play the game. (laughs) And then finally, like, I remember like talking to Lord Matt and he's like, yeah, you need like the basic books and then build on that. So long story short, I've never played Council of Worms. It's still in my closet. Oh, shit. All right. It's moved around with me. Yeah. Oh, so your mom bought you that because you're like, I want to learn about D&D and bought you Cancel Worms. She, well, I bought it. I, I'm oh. sure, like, I can't remember if it was like my allowance that I saved up or if she gave me money to get it. But I remember going to the bookstore, like, by myself and like, nope, this is it. They didn't, they were, they were leery about me playing Dungeons and Dragons. Well, I can yeah. see your dad just like, grab what book did you get? Dragons. <laughs> uh, well, it's not like Care Bears and shit. <laughs> All right, well, yeah, it's a step in the right direction. Uh, okay, you can keep it. <laughs> no, he wasn't. He wasn't that stern about yeah. it. He was very much like, "So, what do you guys do over there?" Like when you play, and it's like I didn't know about anything at the time up the Satanic Panic or anything like mm. that. So I didn't know, but I knew that something was up because like they were asking a lot of questions. And it's like, okay, so what's this all about? And then later in life, I find out, oh, yeah, okay. A lot of people got really weirded out for no reason. <laughs> and now I play Morkborg, which is the, that version of That's D&D what you were that, all worried that parents about. were scared of. <laughs> like in the back of the book, it's like if you kill your parents, you gain a level. <laughs> it doesn't say that, but. Dark Star died in the game, so I have to kill myself. <laughs> yes. God, that's such a good little movie. <laughs> I've never seen it. I've man, just seen clips. Man. Yeah, I've just seen clips. Ah, uh, the most popular people on campus. The RPGers. <laughs> Not the jocks or the cheerleaders or the people in the fraternities. Oh, everybody was like turning around looking at them. Oh, shit, it's the RPGers. <laughs> uh, that reminds me of the... Um, the vampire thing 
that was going on when like when we first started like going to Murray, like in that that era. Oh, you remember Rod that? God. Yeah. That. Yeah. Yeah. The guy who's in federal prison for murder. That didn't kill someone in Florida or something yeah. like that? Yeah. 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 Vampirically. Yeah. Uh well, yeah, I agree. I think it needs to be represented on that list. Uh, yeah. I mean, probably Oh yeah, that's what we were talking not about. Not super high or anything, but like I think it absolutely deserves. What well, should we play a game that's better? I think one one game from this genre should be represented on the top 100. At Especially least. if it's if it's that cuz this was a this was a fun game. See, yeah, if you get past the the barrier to entry. I am really surprised. I really yeah, am. I, I, I really I really totally am. Get it. I enjoyed watching you play. Yeah. I really am surprised because I wasn't sure where this was going to go, yeah. you know, because I felt like we were very cold on Gemfire. So, oh, yeah, I didn't like Gemfire at all. And because of that, I, I was like, I don't know how this is going to go. But like Twitch chat did not like this game. And it like uh, and like I, I wasn't trolling. I was being honest when I was like, I think this is a really good game. Yeah. I But I do think that it requires you to. I mean, it requires a lot of you. I wonder if there's a speed run. Oh, my God. That's a good question. <laughs> Speed run, seventy three hours. No, dude. I know, like, uh, like I said, Demented Lemming. He was in chat, and he said that he's beaten this game on a lunch break before. Shit. Just sending out assassins. I I don't know. You know, I was um I was reading chat on a tablet last night, so it was like really hard to keep up with chat because uh, it, it essentially meant that I could read like four or five lines of chat at a time. Oh, yeah. That's why Chandra said she also hated Twitch on tablet. Well, it's also like slow. Like the chat is slow on mobile versions mm-hmm. of Twitch because it's like you'll say something and then like it'll be like, this sounds crazy. Like I know like the whole like Louis C.K. thing. Like it's got to go to space. Give it a minute. <laughs> yeah. But still, it's like four or five seconds Yeah, and it's instead of pretty much you know, instantaneous. No, Nobunaga's Ambition SNES Speedrun. I'm looking this up because I am genuinely curious. Genuinely. Genuinely. I'm going to ride that pony. The speed train. Jump on it. <laughs> wow. One of the categories is 17, uh, 17 fiefs <laughs> beat the game level five skill. Ooh. And that is uh empty. Oh, okay. Yeah, that All one right, looked that sense. one that one looks empty. So that guy on YouTube is full of shit like I thought. <laughs> well maybe he didn't submit the run. I only see I'm on my phone, um, which I don't think the site's running super well on my phone, but like there is one first place for fifty beat the game. Seventeen seventeen thieves beat the game, period. Uh, two hours, 31 minutes, 10 seconds. Okay. But it's the only one on there. I feel like this must not I say, be... I say, Demented Lemming, you need to jump on that. Yeah, for real, Get on man. that leaderboard. For real. Uh, I have some questions for you. Yes, please. If you please. are interested. I would love some questions. Um, and about I agree. The, about the ambition. <laughs> ambition. Ambition. <laughs> Uh, I want to know, uh, Koei, where are they now? Why rice? Why not onion? <laughs> <laughs> Where's Koei now? I don't think we've played this one before. Give your peasants 50 on you. <laughs> That's too much? I'm sorry. That's just your opinion. Your opinion. <laughs> <laughs> we need- Onions are good for your no- nutrition. 
We need we need Cajun Big Lebowski is what we need. That's just your opinion, man. <laughs> okay, go ahead. <laughs> I'm just curious if uh you would like to guess where Koei is now. Where are they now? Koei, the developer of Nobunaga's Ambition. I might think they're still kicking. That's a really good guess yeah. because it makes sense, right? Because there are Nobunaga games that are still so coming out. Um, they merged with Tecmo in, uh, in like 2010. So now it is... Uh, Koemo. Yeah, Koemo. <laughs> <laughs> Koemo, Koemo. Isn't that the last name of the the woman from uh, the Bazinga show? Oh, the um, Tony Tony uh, sorry, Tony Tony Baloney, Ambrosario yeah. <laughs> Tony Baloney. I'm good with this. Uh, big, you know, Big the, Bang Theory, the Sheldon, the old Sheldon, the show. Sheldon, old Sheldon, old Sheldon, show. No, young Sheldon, old Sheldon show. <laughs> All right. Tyler. Yes, Dave. If you were to give this game an amount of money to purchase it, mm-hmm. how much would you give this game if you were to buy it loose? $25. Tyler, actual retail value of Nobunaga's Ambition loose for the Super Nintendo, mm-hmm. according to PriceCharting.com, at the time of this recording, is... $16.84. Okay. I knew it'd be a little higher. I bet it, I bet complete with that fucking instruction booklet, I bet that is expensive. Complete's not too bad. Complete's yeah. like 30 bucks. New? Okay. New is like $100. Yeah. yeah. New is new is a lot. I feel like complete in box would be the way you want to buy this one. Yeah. The PDF that I found of the instruction manual online is like pretty low quality. Yeah. Like I remember when I opened it up, I was like, God, oh, man, this. Why is it got to be a long one? You know, that's got like <laughs> shitty quality because yeah. it's like I think that's an R, but maybe it's a K. <laughs> Tyler, if you were to give this game a beard that sums up how you feel about it, what kind of beard would it be? I would give this a. Uh, I think they're clean shaven, so I'll have to give it a beard. But on top of your head, like a mohawk. Okay. Of the calculator. From Final Fantasy Tactics. Oh. The most powerful class in the, the game? The most powerful class in the game, as long as you're willing to fuck with it. Like Which this, I would never was. Like this game, a great game, as long as you're willing to fuck with it. Yeah. Man, I'm so glad you brought up Final Fantasy Tactics, mm-hmm. because it is, like, similar to Nobunaga's Ambition, mm-hmm. but also, like, way more focused on the battles themselves than it is. Like, wouldn't it be... And it probably exists. Mm-hmm. Maybe because, like, when we did, like, Ogre... You know, Ogre Battle. It was like, we, maybe we didn't, because that's a fucking dense game too. But it'd be interesting if there is a game that is like Final Fantasy Tactics, but also like brings in like the overworld elements of like Nobunaga's Ambition. Yeah. That could be neat. That would be nice. Yeah. That would be, I would like that. Especially, like that's how you do a Final Fantasy Tactics Battle Royale. Yeah. It's like you have a hundred territories <laughs> and then you build your jobs and shit. Because I watched a big thing over uh, the creation of Final Fantasy Tactics. Oh, wow. And, like, how much it took for that game to get made, like, just to to split off from the series enough to do this, and in a way that was still Final Fantasy-ish, but not yeah. just too huge, like, Ogre Battle and the shit like that yeah. that came before it. 
So it was interesting to hear them talk about their decisions and why they did what and uh, the difference in the translations between War of the Lions and the old one, how like War of the Lions is much, much more flowery. Yeah. Yeah, it is. I like the, I like the new translation yeah. because like it is it was tough for me playing the original game and like following the like uh like the family lines and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Like that was tough, but I felt like in War of the Lions they did like a they almost gave it like a George R R Martin kind of like tilt to it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Where it felt more like, "Oh, okay, like these there was a big and I like the the person who in the video was talking about it and one of the videos because I recently went on kind of a, a tactics kick. He was talking about how he also likes the new translation, but the old one, the wording in it had a sense of urgency and and darkness to the world. I like, see. Ivalice is so much different in that it is a it is a serious, grim world. It's not lighthearted. It is deadly and it is serious. So that. The original translation carried that through when the other one feels a little more wondrous. Interesting. Yeah, I could see so that. I was like, I'd, watching, seeing so many of the lines side by side, the translations, yeah. so I was like, he's kind of right. Yeah. Like, there was, there's a lot more panic and and the people are scared and other people are angry. Like it comes through in the original translation a lot more. Hmm. But you'd get a more sense of, scope in the second one. Yeah, I felt like the world was better explained in the in the tran- the yeah. retranslation. I mean, obviously I like both of them. Yeah. The only thing that I don't like I adamantly like this was a mistake in War of the Lions is limiting what you can steal. Because like I used to love like the hardest battles like when you're fighting Elmdor and his two Those assassins. his two assassins. Yep. Being able to figure out how to one try to have them cast Ultima on Ramza for him to learn it, how to keep them busy, lock them down, surround Elmdor with like three, at least three thieves to try and get the, he's got some of the best equipment in the game that you can only get from him in that one battle. Right. I remember you telling me that. Yeah, stealing, and then, I love that that's all gone. Like all the battles that had like the cool stuff you could steal, yeah. Everyone has maintenance now. But I, I don't know. I don't. I, I don't like that. I kind of like it because I, I kind of like makes it. The battles more serious. It makes the battles more. They they feel more real. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because it's like one of the things that I don't like about Final Fantasy Tactics is like, all right, there's one enemy left, and I got a bunch of shit to skill up. Surround it. Beat it up, heal it. Beat it, like let's just do yeah. this for as long as JP possible. JP up, JP up. I don't accumulate. I don't like that. I yeah. wish that because it doesn't. It's not that I mind doing it. I actually kind of enjoy doing it because yeah. it's like check things off a list. You mm-hmm. know, I got all, I got these things to do. I got this JP to earn. Okay, let's do this. So I like it, but on the other hand, it's like, yeah, but I wish that it would just happen more naturally. Yeah, there's some a a, a complaint that the 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 author of the video had was that he it could become too broken too early on. Yeah. Depending on, you know, and then of course the story doesn't scale with you as you progress. Right, so you'll right. have a, one character who can just do a beeline to the boss, ninja with two night swords, dead. Yeah. Then that's all you do battle after battle after yeah. battle. Especially at the end where they're not clear the screen like a lot of the battles are. They're civic condition, get to this square, kill this one enemy. Dude, th- all the last 12 battles are like that. So I remember right. last time I did it just doing that exact thing and making a really fast character with two big weapons 
and going to the bow, just going across the screen in one move with ignore height and move uh-huh. plus four, and then they are dead. Move on. Same thing. Same thing. Same thing. Same thing. I think they did a. I know you don't like them, and I understand why, but I think they did a better job of balance in the GBA Final Fantasy Tactics. Oh, really? Games. Yeah. I know I the story. The story is not sour, as good. Yeah. It's the story is not as good, and it's definitely not dark at all. It's mm. whimsical, and it's. I mean. It's the baby version of yeah. Final Fantasy Tactics, but I do think that the balance is a lot better. In yeah. It. Yeah. It just made me miss, this may be sort of missed tactics. Yeah. This weekend of missed tactics. Yeah. Yeah. No, I get it. Totally. Uh, and I, honestly, like, I kind of want to give uh, Ogre Battle, like, another try. Oh, yeah. You know, like, it's weird playing this game where it's like, okay, I took the time to learn the rules for this game. That was my biggest problem with um, with that game. Well, Ogre Battle was just like, or Battle Ogre. I can never remember the name because I, I never Ogre followed Battle, that. March of the Dark Queen. Or yeah. Because like yeah. I never really followed that, that series. That was marked pretty high, too. I know, IGN's it was on IGN's list. Yeah. So it makes me feel like I didn't invest the time that I needed to in that mm. game. So maybe I, I, I should probably revisit that one. Mm-hmm. But I've heard that series is very hit or miss. Yeah. Yeah. Like I think there's like maybe, uh, maybe a N64 version that came out or something that mm. like people say is not good at all. Yeah. But it's the N64, so mm. not surprised. Yeah. No, no. <laughs> Everything's pretty much hit or miss or miss or miss or, or miss. Super or miss. miss. Yeah. yeah. Um Tyler. Yes, Dave. If you were to give this game a pair of glasses mm-hmm. that sums up how you feel about it, what kind of glasses would you give it? I would give it the glasses of Freed Y from Sweet in Two. Because he is a good trooper to keep in your wars. Okay. And he wears glasses? Yep. Okay. He's about the only character I can think of top of my head in Suikoden 2 that has glasses yep. on. How many daughters do you marry off in Suikoden 2? Oh, all of them. All of them? All of them. All right. They're all, it's all men. It's very male-dominated because yeah. <laughs> you sell off all the women. You end with 93 stars. Yeah. Because, yeah, you sell, you sell off all the daughters. Sell, yeah. Yeah. No, and I'm so pumped for... Um, Arudan Adventures, so the other Chronicles, the next, the spiritual successor to Suikoden. Oh, yeah, you were telling me about It's going to be like yeah. two years, but fully funded with all sorts of shit, another cooking game, like, I think it's going to be good. I hope it... Although I would be willing to bet that it is a one-off. Yeah. I bet they this will be huge and successful, and Konami will be like, oh, okay, Suikoden 6. Ah, that'd be nice, though, yeah. right? Or maybe it wouldn't, because... If they bring back that team who did it... yeah. You know, bring back their original Suikoden Two team that made this this game. I mean, it kind of worked with. I mean, it kind of worked with Capcom with Mega Man, right? Yeah, right. I mean, even though like you know, Mega Man Eleven was a good game, yeah, compared to what it was up against. <laughs> but still, look, I don't know would that have happened otherwise. I don't Probably know. not. I don't know. Well, what else we got? Anything? More questions? I do have some more questions, ah, more if questions. you'd like them. Yeah, let's do some more uh, questions. I have a quiz that came in from Ross Rachel Green, entitled, Koei to Go. Nice. Being a homeowner is bloody awful, isn't it? Yes, I, I agree with that. Every time I mow the yard, I'm like, why the fuck are we owning a house? Yep. I understand that renting is just not good, uh, not like a great financial decision, mm-hmm. but also this sucks. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I only wanted to replace some old windows in my roof, but according to several people, my roof needs to be replaced at a cost of 
15,000 pounds. That's a lot. Yeah. That is a lot. Pounds sterling, I believe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, apparently burning the house down for the insurance money is not an acceptable suggestion. Uh, anyway, Koei, which I pronounce Koei, which makes the title Koei to go like way to go, in case you savages have a weird pronunciation. <laughs> Uh, made quite a few SNES games. So here is an alphabetical list of them. Oh. Are you ready? We're going to do horrible yeah, this. Gonna the, this yeah. will be the worst one in a yeah. long time. Yeah. Uh, question one, are you ready? Yes. This game is a sequel to an air travel management sim, and the subtitle is a type of flight achieved by many military aircraft and the famous Concorde. Uh, that is, uh, that Gwyneth Paltrow, Mike Myers movie, um, it's up in the air or whatever, where the emphasis is put on the wrong syllable. Oh my God. So it's actually that movie. Yeah. The trailer that I remember, but the movie that I never saw nor remember the title Mm -hmm. of, but I remember that from the trailer. That's the only thing that the whole thing that stuck with me. I only know what it's called because I was watching, uh, eight out of 10 cats does countdown and Richard Aode from the, uh, sorry, Ray Liotta, Ray Liotta (laughs) (laughs) from the it crowd was making jokes about that movie. Oh, He's no like, shit. I love it so much. I watch it every day. Gwyneth Paltrow is my <laughs> personal idol. Here's a book I wrote called... And he the <laughs> is that the one where she plays a flight attendant? Yes. Yeah, okay. I think I know the answer to this. I'm not positive, though, because what I'm thinking it is doesn't really match up with... I don't know if it's a type of flight achieved by many military aircraft. But, like, I've heard of people talk about a game called Aerobiz. Sure, Aerobiz. Plane business. Perfect. Aerobiz. Locking it yeah. in. It is Aerobiz. Good job. Supersonic. Very nice. I don't know. Uh, I didn't have the supersonic part, but uh, next question. This top-down action RPG is named after the term to wave or flourish something in a threatening manner. It's a top-down action RPG, so it is not a strategy game. Uh, that they're known for. Shake that bear. Shake that bear? Because <laughs> shaking ah, is something yes. you do, you know, in a flourish and a menacing motion. And a bear is threatening. Bear is threatening, so you shake yeah. that bear. It's also a little sexy. Uh, yeah, that's an e-fuck blast from the past <laughs> is what that is. All right, shake that bear. Shake locking that it bear. in. It is, in fact, brandish. Brandish. Okay. That's like when you know somebody and you think their name is Brandon, but you're also like, it's probably not Brandon, it's Brandish. It should be Brando. I don't know. It's Brandish. Brandish. Uh, Next question. This strategy game is based on the man who was emperor of the Mongol Empire. That's Genghis Genghis Khan. Khan. I don't know what the full title is you're looking for, but I do know that Koei did a strategy game called Genghis Mm -hmm. Khan something something. Genghis Khan 2, Clan of the Grey Wolf. Yeah, we got it. It's fine. So we'll get to that. Son of the cave bear. <laughs> Next question. This role-playing strategy game sees you gaining allies to defeat the evil demon lord Oda Nobunaga. You said Oni earlier? Yeah. Did they do? Did they do? Sure. All right. Why not? Logging it in. Uh, n- oh, also, here, these are Super Nintendo games. I forgot. That's fine. <laughs> in Indo, Way of the Ninja? Hmm. Never heard of it. No, no, no. Just drop the in from Nintendo. In, <laughs> in, in Nintendo. Innuendo? Ninja innuendos? <laughs> I'm going to throw a smoke bomb up in that ass, baby. Like, yeah, she knows what that's about. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, next question. This strategy game depicts the period of time where the Americans begged the British to keep them safe and we had to fight them back into mainland America <laughs> while we got out safely. Uh, I believe that is... Um, I think it might just be called Revolutionary War. Oh, okay. Because there is a Koei game that's the Revolutionary War that I think is just called Revolutionary oh, War. okay. Called Bloody Violent Tea Party. <laughs> Locking it in. Bloody Violent Tea Party. Uh, it's Liberty or Death. Oh, okay. Liberty or Death. Mm. Um, I heard a little bit about that one. Where Did they have to pay Thomas Paine's estate? The... <laughs> they do. Yeah, okay. That's fair. <laughs> Next question. This World War II simulation game used the same engine as Nobunaga's Ambition. Nobunaga's Ambition 2. Uh, Normunando's Ambition. (laughs) The storming of Normunando's (laughs) Ambition 2. Locking it in. It is Operation Europe, Path to Victory, 1939 to 1945. That's a dad-ass game if I've ever heard Uh one. That's a fucking granddad-ass game right there, (laughs) where it's like if if your 60-year-old grandfather played video games in the 90s, that's what he had. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Give me something with Hitler in it, but, you know, like, smart. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, give me something that makes me look smart. I think it's more like it. So even if I'm failing, you won't fucking know. You'll have no, yeah, you'll have no idea. I'm playing as the Germans. <laughs> <laughs> Next question. This is another World War II simulation, but this one takes place at sea. Operation Japan, path to victory. It's, um, Operation Tsunami, topple them boats. <laughs> Operation Wolf. No, not that one. <laughs> uh, I'm locking any of those in. It is PTO, paid time, paid off. time off. Yeah. <laughs> Pacific Theater of Operations. Uh, next question. This game is set in ancient China during the Chuhan contention sorry, uh, between Liu Bang and Shang Yu in the 3rd century B.C. Is that the romancing one? Uh, I think I think that one is like custom, but maybe it is. Let me see. The game shares its title with the second Tenacious D album, though spelled slightly differently. The second Tenacious D album. Man, I wish I'd have bought those now instead of just downloading them. <laughs> I don't know what the statutes of limitation are on that, but uh, it's probably not Pick a Destiny. That's uh, Wonder Boy. Yeah. Tenacious E time. You motherfucker go. Other than the pick a destiny, I don't know any uh, album yeah. names. Uh, let's just see what it is. Oh, no. I never would have gotten it. Rise of the Phoenix. Oh. Hmm. Next question. This is the second of a series of historical strategy games based on a novel of the same name. It could also be an incest porn film between triplets that fall in love and have the surname kingdom. That is Romance of the Three Kingdoms. Yep. What are you doing, stepmom? <laughs> Stepladder. Step no. <laughs> right. Uh, it is, in fact, Romance of the Three Kingdoms 2. Oh, got it. Close uh, Next question. Would you believe this is a simulation involving seafaring and trading? 
That almost makes me think but, it's like Sid tra- Meier's trading on boats. <laughs> Just pirate sounds fine. Uh, all right, sure, we'll lock it in. It is Uncharted Waters. Hmm, okay. Yeah. Wow. I think we got two. More than I thought. <laughs> we have a Funzo question as well. Okay. Funzo. Okay. This is a sort of highbrow conversation that four well-paid government workers engage in. You are in a serious car accident. You wake up after six months and find you only have some minor injuries. The doctor tells you that you will survive. However, your pelvis has been destroyed. They have saved your cock and balls, but they have to move them elsewhere on your body. Mm -hmm. They will be fully functional for sex and urinating. Where do you ask for them to go? On my man mons. Go ahead and cut off my pubes, put them right there. Move them up a little bit. Like, or it can't go on your pelvis like at all. Below your belly button? Yeah. Yeah, I don't think your pelvis is destroyed. So somewhere else that's not in that region. Yeah. Hmm. Can I just not? I guess it's got to be on your belly button. Is that put an it, option? Put it in there. Or maybe I'll, I'll lose a good two inches, but that's unfortunate. Go ahead and put it in my belly button. That's not my or your chest. There you go. That's not my dick. It's just a really big nipple. Yeah. <laughs> right in the middle there. <laughs> no, I wouldn't want it in the middle. I'd want it like kind of like <laughs> next to one of the other nipples. Uh so it looks like uh, a one-eyed gonzo on my chest. <laughs> How sore would I get while you're running? Uh, pretty bad. Probably yeah. chafe pretty bad. Yeah. Are you running with your condom on? <sighs> God, Fine. that would hurt even worse, man. <laughs> I don't know if you've worn a condom for an extended period of time, but... Not, not in a long time. I've fallen asleep with one on, and that really <laughs> fucking hurts. Um, maybe I don't want it back. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that's going to change sex so much that it's like, is it even going to be enjoyable? Yeah. Can you just put it on something else and I'll turn it on and it'll vibrate? I that like that. Yeah, a stunt pelvis. Put it on a strap-on so I can take it off and put it on when I want to. <laughs> I can't think of a... There's not a good... Uh, under your arm, maybe? Simplest so you could see it. But yeah. then you wouldn't be able to like get it in anywhere. <laughs> but it feels like it'd be a safe place, right? But you'd yeah. also... Your arm would always have to be at like a 45-degree angle. And when you pee, you have to like lean up against oh, something with your shit. elbow. <laughs> Man, I didn't even consider peeing. Yeah. I'm just all about sex. And I didn't think about peeing. Yeah, that would suck. Or maybe you could like... Store in my life. <laughs> well, you know, the pee is stored in the balls. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. You'd have to... You would. You'd have to like do a senior portrait pose in order to pee. <laughs> like put your chin on your... Just, yeah, leaning over the toilet. Uh-huh. Well, I imagine if you had this operation done, clearly by Rex Ronan, you would need to have like a special toilet or something, right? Yeah. Melissa and I actually had the conversation the other day. Um, or what? I was rubbing her shoulders while she was working on one of her school assignments. And you were like, I wish you had a dick on your shoulder. Man, I could just like jerk off. I wish you had two. <laughs> so you were like a, a weird version of the, the those wrestlers, the bushwhackers that had the spikes, but you just had you know, dicks. Oh, I'm not familiar with them. Were yeah. they like... They had the football gear on and they would raise their elbows up really high when they would walk. Oh, yeah? Okay. I was thinking you were thinking like War Machine or something no. from Marvel Comics. <laughs> <laughs> that works too. No, but then of course, uh, as I, of course I'm touching her, so I'm rubbing my dick up against her back. She's like, 
Yeah, too bad I don't have like a spare di- a spare vagina just on my back. You could just fuck. I like, oh, just like right here. So just you could just sit down and I could just just fuck your back for a while. Okay. <laughs> could I put my finger in it and just sort of drag it to wherever I wanted it to be? At oh the time? wow, that seems really good. <laughs> That's some next level shit right there. Uh, that would make public adventures a lot of fun and easy. Mm, yep. Maybe less fun yeah. because it's easier. Don't don't, don't don't twist your wrist like that. You got to keep it up. <laughs> You're like, have you ever seen Vampire Hunter D? Yep. <laughs> yeah, or he's got his, the hand that talks. <laughs> <laughs> this one talks as well, but it goes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there is a member of the Akatsuki, Deidara in Naruto, who has a hand with teeth. Or a, a mouth with teeth on his hand. That's the shark guy, right? With the shark sword? No, or is that a different shark, guy? That's a different oh, okay. guy. Daidara okay. has long blonde hair. He he does explosions are his big thing. Okay. So he will... Demolitions Rapunzel, I like exactly. to call him. Exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so what he does with that hand is he has a basically a fanny pack of explosive clay. He'll stick his hand in there and the hand will... It has a tongue and everything. It will eat the clay and moisten and chew it and make it soft. And then he'll turn it, mold it into... A flying creature and animate it, and it flies off and explodes somewhere. And have you looked for deviant art of this? There's gotta be. God, has, there's gotta be. Has to be. Just like with its tongue, just all around his, all around his dick. Yeah, or somebody else's. Yeah, if you put it in there, where would it go? Like down his wrist, down his forearm. Uh, I or bet is it's, it because he does feed it a lot of clay at some point in time, so it's got to have a lot of room. Is it like a dimensional mouth? Do you know what I mean? Like, is it's Everything be. else on a like on a parallel universe, like a bag of holding, like a bag of devouring. Yeah, they don't really explain anything in at least the anime of how he got it, why yeah. he has it. We'll leave that to the like fan that. artist. To we'll leave out. that yeah. to the <laughs> artist. Uh, Ross says people suggest hand, but you'd have to wear a glove and lose a hand. Why would you have to lose a hand? Yeah, I can't just go in my palm. Yeah, our consensus is on your side. On your side, <laughs> so it can be hidden and still be able to thrust and held for expressing or expelling. I don't know. Your... Have you swung on your side? That is hard to do. I sleep on my side, mm. so that would probably be rough. And so you know, you have to sleep on one side from yeah. then on, which I can't do that. I feel if I wake up and I've slept on one side too long, it's like oh, this side's too heavy. I'm yeah, the other side. Yeah, and I'm the same. Mm-hmm. What if I just decide to be like a medical anomaly? Like, it's like, I'm already moving this somewhere. Put it on my fucking forehead. <laughs> yep. And it's just like... Put it in my mouth. There you go. <laughs> Put It's my tongue now. <laughs> Hi. Put my tongue where my dick used to be. <laughs> how, could, like, how great would it be to like be like... In everyday interactions, you know people are looking at your mouth like, does that dude... What's does that in, dude... What's ha- in there? Do you have a... Do you have a Dick for a tongue? Only part of his tongue is the normal <laughs> color. The other half. Yeah. Also, why they talk like this? <laughs> and then sometimes. Why? Why? What? <laughs> oh, oh. I'm sorry. I'm horny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think forehead. I go forehead. I can like right. flap it out of my eyes like long hair. The day you know? of corn. The Davicorn, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, sure, why not? Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. Or on my chin, I grow a beard to conceal it. 
You have a beard already. You need a have to much grow, have to grow longer long. beard, yeah. I hope. Like a Led Zeppelin beard. <laughs> yeah. A ZZ Top. Z- yeah, yeah. yeah, there we go. One of those where you like open it up like a cabinet. You just see it dangling there. Look yeah. at that. Yeah. Look at that guy. Scratched to hell from the beard. Yeah. yeah. I saw your fucked up pelvis. I wonder what happened to your dick. Now yeah. I know. It's in your beard. Here, let me go cut it. <laughs> let me cut a window in it and we'll fuck. <laughs> it's like a cuckoo clock. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. We good? Sounds I think we're good. I think we're good. I think we covered everything pretty well. I think we're good, but now I'm starting to think of like where's a part of my body that I can touch and people don't think anything about it. You know what I mean? Mm. Cuz it's like no one's going to be like, "Man, you're rubbing your side. Are you fucking jerking off right now?" No, man, it's oh. my side. Yeah. I see a I see a protrusion from your side. And I saw your fucked up pelvis. It's the back of your head. Like this? Yeah. Do one of those. You're Laura Petrie lifting it up to show her eyeballs are back nice. there now. Nice, God. <laughs> Probably the best episode of Dick Van Dyke, right? Yep, 100%. Yeah. 100%. But requires you to have seen other Dick Van Dyke episodes mm. for you to They can't be your first one. Right, because <laughs> it's like, they're all like this. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if this is the Twilight Zone or... I remember there being some kind of controversy around the, that episode when it came out. That doesn't surprise me just because yeah. of the time period. Yeah. I know that like the episode where um, the the babies get swapped at the hospital. I know that one was kind of controversial uh-huh. because the other family's black, and they like invite them over to the house and everything. And uh, like I know that one was kind of like a that one was a big deal. The I, eyes in the back of the head was probably just too scary. Yeah, honestly, like I feel like those times it's like oh shit, what did the children watch this? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I think we I think we got it. Back, okay, back of the head, chin, or uh, uh, side, or armpit. Yeah, split it in four pieces. Put them all. Put one one in each. Yeah. And speaking of Laura Petri, mm-hmm. which makes me think of Mary Tyler Moore, of course, because that's who played Laura Petri. I think a long time ago we had a conversation about um, our favorite character from Mary Tyler Moore show, and I think you went Rhoda. Does that track? Mm, I could have said Rhoda. Could have said Rhoda. Could have said uh, Lou Grant or oh, mm-hmm. uh, Betty White's character. I forget her name. When she played the slut. Yeah. No Ted Baxter. I mean, I like Ted, but Ted's on my mind. He's essential. Yeah. Like they're all like. What's great about that is like, what's what's great, but also kind of weird is like. I feel like they're really two separate shows, right? Because it's like Mary's professional life and then like her life with Rhoda Rhoda and Phyllis yeah and then occasionally like the fun episodes where I feel like throws... I might have jokingly said Phyllis because she had like one or two seasons of her own show she did Rhoda had a spinoff that. and Phyllis had a I spin-off. knew that Rhoda did just like yeah. Grady had his own spinoff from Sanford and Son I didn't know that mm-hmm. really yep I think it only lasted like a few episodes yeah, but yeah you can watch the intro to it online it's, wow. it's really funny did you know that Sanford and Son was like a an adaptation of like a British show? No. Yeah, I can't remember what it was called, but now that you say it, I mean, I could see it. Yeah, yeah. The uh, set is very British. Yeah, and I think they were like uh, instead of black, like they were in Sanford and Son. I think they were Cockney. Ah, okay. So, um, which makes me feel really bad about a couple episodes <laughs> back <laughs> when we were doing our Cockney accents. But hey, no one complained. So nope. <laughs> uh. 
Yeah, man. I but I liked the Mary Tyler Moore show when her like professional life and her personal life would would cross mm-hmm. when she'd have those awful parties. Uh yeah. Yeah, it's for, it is a pretty common truth, the awful dinner party. Yeah, especially in that show, Mary I Tyler feel like. Moore and yeah. Frazier were the... Yes, yeah. yes. Uh, and, of course, uh, Seymour Skinner uh, <laughs> with Super Super Nintendo Chalmers. What was hams. it? I saw someone where um, steamed hams, but it's earthbound. And oh opened God. it up. When he opened up, instead of the fire, it was just Gygus. <laughs> is there an all-knowing entity of evil? <laughs> Through that kitchen? No, sir. <laughs> At this time of year? <laughs> <laughs> entirely, because it's concentrated entirely in your kitchen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> entirely localized in your dad's phone? <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. You can find the show on iTunes, Stitcher, YouTube, Spotify. Yep. Probably other places. Just look. We're there. Look. Yeah. Look, you might have to sift through some tadpoles. A lot of those out there, maybe a tap dog, but tadpog, it's out there. There is something that we need to do still. Mm -hmm. Um, Like we mentioned at the beginning of the show, this game was selected randomly by our Dark Lord, the Randomizer. And you're right. And I believe that it is probably getting close to time that we commune with that dark Mm -hmm. deity and see what we're supposed to. Talk about next week. Batter up peripheral or or uh, Donnie Jeffcoat Louisville Slugger. Uh, let's let the randomizer decide. I'll flip a set of keys. Okay. Batter up. All right. I don't know how that worked, but I'll trust it's like reading the bones. <laughs> yeah. <right>. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Take the batter up. I'm gonna put one in on the ground, one in on my forehead. Turn around in a circle. Uh, pull my own home on random direction and say the prayer we all love to say. Beautiful. God damn it, man. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Let's take this on the road, man. I know we should. Let's go to one of those Nashville recording studios and do that. Synchronize praying to your dark God. <laughs> no whammies, no whammies, no whammies. Stop. Oh, I was supposed to be doing it. <laughs> Wait, give me the no whammies again from the top. Or from the no whammies. How many whammies? No whammies. No whammies, no whammies. Stop. Six hundred nine seven. Sixty nine seven. Uh, you're not gonna guess it. Okay. <laughs> but you're welcome to try. All right. Please try. Golf. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I've I've I fucked I fucked you up so bad on that because you were about to say something and I was like, you're not gonna get it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Winter Olympic Games, Lilyhammer, Lilyhammer, Lilyhammer. Lily, Lilyhammer. Okay, ninety four. I'm assuming that's where the Winter Olympics Olympics were. I remember because there's a show on Netflix called Lilyhammer. All right, with um the guy who plays Silvio from The Sopranos. Oh, see, I haven't seen. Yeah, I haven't seen The Sopranos. See the one that goes crazy and stuff. Is he like the one? Is Silvio? Is he the one that like? He's one of the two, one of the main one of the main players. Polly Walnuts, the older tan guy with the white hair, and then Silvio. Uh, he's also in a band. I can't remember his real name. Steve Van Zant. Oh, okay. I think that's his name. Okay. So that guy. Um. All right, Winter Games. So a whole bunch. Of, it's always the best, and you know, a sports game with a whole bunch of sports in it. I I do hope that it's like 
a bunch of mini games, which oh, I oh, it's got to be like it has to be right, yeah. And it's like that's going to be better than just like one sport. I hope, but I really hope is that it's like like it's downhill skiing for ninety percent of the game. Yeah. Actually, that'd be probably okay. For, I like free skiing once where you just press A, <laughs> right? <laughs> Yeah, I'm kind of curious. Do they have curling in it? Like, I'm curious. Yeah. What's this all about? All right. All right. We'll see. Could be anything. Even a boat. I'm glad it's not summer games. Yeah. Yeah, that is. Right, this it, That affords itself to be a little different yeah. than what we're used to. I'm really curious to see how they do figure skating. Hey, yeah. What's what's Brian Boitano going to do? I don't know. What would he do? Let's see, but now we know that we're playing uh, Winter Games at Lilyhammer. So I said we're all that you can find us. Well, we also have uh, Tadpog on Facebook. It's where episode posts, memes. But if you're a fan of the show and want to go to stuff that's not meant for your grandma's eyes, there's Tadpog Nation, all the all the dank memes. And Grandma's uh, eyes would be like a great punk band gra- name. <laughs> <laughs> Grandma's <laughs> eyes. <laughs> And if you're uh, a good boy who likes your chat very organized, there's also the Discord. Yeah, or if you want to join that World of Warcraft guild, mm-hmm. that seems up your alley. Yep. Bit.ly slash Tadbog Discord. Oh, yeah. That'll get you an invite. Uh, what else? We're on Instagram and Twitter, Tadbog underscore podcast. If you want to call us, 270-883-2555, and you want to send us something about like Bubba Drewski did last week, mm-hmm. you send that to Tadbox Studios, care of Nicole Nance, P.O. Box 3785, Paducah, Kentucky, 42002. Most importantly, we got that Patreon. Yep. Patreon.com slash Tadbog. So new new for September. Got some, got some stuff that just rolled in. Nice. So a uh, boost from Chris Ott. Thank you, Chris. Much Thanks, appreciated. Chris. And new donor, Adam Campbell. Adam Campbell, thank you. Thank you, Adam. Uh, we got some executive producers. We do. Do you think Adam Campbell could be like eventually one day beloved Adam too? I hope so. Yeah. I really hope so. What about if everybody, if we did like a concerted effort where it's like, if your name is Adam and you listen to the show. Tell, if you know an Adam, get them to listen to get our them, show. Get, yeah, get them to listen. <laughs> <laughs> it's get a them campaign. To like really, really love it, and call yeah. us and send us stuff. Yeah, we're trying to say we need more Adam. Make other listeners angry at him for how much <laughs> he loves us. If you guys could go set that up with all the Adams, you know, thank you. I do have uh, some people to thank. Uh, the following people have executive produced mm. the show. Uh, these are people who have donated on Patreon uh, twenty dollars or more a month. Uh, the following people: Usurper Grim. Steve Dixon, God Emperor Alex Pena, Laud Mullaney Dennis, Cthusius Jeff Miners, Cousin David Galino, Platinum Member Brett Miller, Coronavirus Savior Cubicle Monkey, Cody Phillips, Bantha Master, The Eightfold Daniel Abernathy, Plinko Nick Price, Executive Producer Dig Dougie, Matt Gentile, a.k.a. Gentle G, Magical Sleeper, a.k.a. Big Dicked Pie Baker Chris Vaughn, Pinball Archmage Chris Edler, congratulations on your marriage, Drinksmith Joey Webster, Sandwich Pope Phil Hawkins, Paul Anderson, and Master Cycle Baron Kevin Link. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Thanks, y'all. Oh, uh, yeah. That's all she got. Uh, how you close this one out, Dave? Uh, it depends. Well, our theme song is Moves by Sequel Drive. Link can find a link to that in the show notes at tabog.com. 
other than that. Uh, let's close it out as our favorite uh, de mouth, mouth instrument. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I like that. That's way. That's gonna get us some way less trouble. Our favorite mouth instrument. Yep. <laughs> um. All right. So until next time. Tropical cramp Some mouth harp. That was good too. <laughs> <laughs>